Hello, 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 everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Dork Side of the Ring podcast. I'm your host, your purveyor of all things dorky within the scope of professional wrestling and sports entertainment. I am Grum. It is good to have you. Good to see you. Good to, good to, for you to be seen and be heard. We're here, you know, live. Or, well, not live. Not live. But we're here Mondays on Dork Side of the Ring. Uh, Dorkside.tv, where you can find a YouTube Dork Side of the Ring. of the or Dork Side of the Ring podcast on your Apple and Spotify feeds. I'm working on that because now I'm, now I'm doing video, so it's weird now. It's it's a little bit weirder, but it's a whole lot more fun. Hey, it's good to see you. Welcome in episode 80. Episode 80. It's a good one. The Fish Market Street Fight Match. It's a good one. Is myself, Johnner, and the Uncle Chet. The Uncle Chet with the bad back. Uncle Chet Ripley. It's a fun one. This is a good one. Mainly because... This is one of those, like, you kind of... So I watched it live when I was in, whatever, let's see, 2008, so 16. Watched it live. Loved TNA. Loved Total Nonstop Action. Love it. Uh, and this is, like, right around the time where I was, like, just really kind of diving headfirst into making sure I didn't just watch WWE, right? Like, I was on the wrestling internet uh, boards. I was doing e-fetting, things like that, and I, uh, <laughs> I was like, "All right, let me make sure I'm watching other things." So, you know, I'm watching in 2008. I'm watching TNA, Ring of Honor. Like I've already had already kind of been watching Ring of Honor and Chikara uh, and TNA. But like this is when I'm like, "All right, I'm gonna really get into it." Like I'm gonna watch the like I'm gonna start watching like little things, right? I'm gonna start watching the little shows that you know I hear about or find out about. And, you know, I, 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 I'm spoiled rotten because during that time, like, being in, like, the Philadelphia area is really good because, like I said, you got Ring of Honor regularly in, in Philadelphia, you've got Chikara, you've got CZW, you had an, an, a smorgageboard of shows and, and companies that would work within an hour and a half, two hour drive. Um, it ultimately is just really good for any fan, uh, that like, you know, I got turned 16. I was like, oh, I could drive to myself. Like, you know, just drive after the curfews and shh, don't tell the state of Pennsylvania. I, I did that, but it's good times. Um, also this episode, let's see, is coming out. The, so, uh, already, uh, there is, uh, on the door, on this, on the YouTube, same YouTube, I did a predictions for, aw revolution including some betting things because fuck it why not it's a little fun flavor it's better to me it's more it's fun because you can actually like i don't know take be like hey like this is where like vegas is also leaning towards you know where they're like oh hey like we have we, this is where we think the story goes which is kind of interesting because meanwhile like in terms of like football or or soccer or other sport or just any other sport vegas odds are like these are the people who we think based off of these like metrics that we have created we think they will win by this much you know or we just think that they are they the odds are so heavy in their favor they are favored to win multitudes of this and i think what wrestling it's interesting because they're not doing who we think is going to win because of a metric, but they're like, metric is like more of a feel. <laughs> like, hey, this is where, you know, the story has kind of brought to, you know, it has kind of lent itself to this. And we're also going to pick from history of stories and things. So I think, like, 
it's kind of cool. Uh, I was looking at it like I think Moxley and Hangman were pretty close. Uh, I think like Moxley was like plus two sixty, and or maybe it was like Starks and um, Starks and Jericho were close uh, in terms of bet. One was like fav- I think Starks was favored by Bet Online and. Chris Jericho was not so like would have been interesting like to me I'm like all right that's kind of cool but also also threw on like prop bets you know so like how many how many like the 60 man Iron Man match uh, I'm recording this but obviously before so I don't know exactly you know how many but I think there's not going to be many I think there's going to be less than three you know I think there's going to be or I should say three or less so like I set the line and like you know three and a half I think that's a right if you look at Iron Man matches throughout history most of them have been 2-1, or, you know, 3-2, 2-1. I mean, there's been ones like, you know, Cena, Orton was like 6-5. to five. Uh, I think The Rock and Triple H was like 5-3. to three. You know, there have been like 3-1s and stuff like that. Where There's been a lot of, uh, you know, you obviously do close, but there's been a couple, yeah. My whole point is, I don't think there's going to be a lot. I think this is actually going to be a low fall. <laughs> you know, I think it was a low. Should have been a low fall, or was, and I was either correct or wrong. I'm not going back to change this because it, it's going to be going off at midnight, probably on Sunday. So I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to come back and redo this to see if I was right. Anyways, but I just like that. So go check that out. That's on the YouTube Dork Side of the Ring podcast on YouTube. It's good stuff. I appreciate it. Um, I, what else do I have? We, we, I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. We were talking about, um, I don't know what else is going on discourse wise in, in pro wrestling. I really, it's not, not that it's not quiet, you know, not that it's quiet, but it just feels like a lot of this stuff is like people were talking about, um, like recently we were talking about, actually, I know exactly what I'm talking about. Dynamite this past week or last week, whatever, uh, was the face of the revolution ladder match and like the production did a bad job and make not making everybody look like a goddamn smacked ass because they had six referees holding a busted ass ladder while Hobbs who was three something you know 300 pounds of muscle (laughs) went to the had to go to the very top of the ladder to get the ring my whole thing is production wise AEW continues to like remind me just how good WWE is at this. And obviously WWE production wise has so many years ahead of everybody. But it's like y'all don't have a, a like there should be a ladder that's for him to climb to win. Also, why are your ladders all short? Also, like why is your production having this wide like who's who is in the who is in the truck? And they see there's nine referees holding, you know, a, the ladder so it would be steady. And decide, let's get this shot that includes this. And they've done this before. It's not new for AEW. It's not new for WWE. Just WWE does a better job of framing the action. WWE does a really good job of like, hey, I'm the focus. This box right here. This box right here. This is the focus, you know. So anything that comes in there, you're like, wow, that's crazy. Meanwhile, AEW's like, we like these long shots, you know, far out. Which are also, they do have a place in wrestling. It's just, yeah. The problem is knowing when to have those shots and when to not have it. WWE's 
has the issue the other way sometimes where you want to see you want to see the guy getting up and springboarding onto the ladder. You want to see the guy running into the ca- running in to break up a pin. You want to see the girl, you know, like holding on like her holding onto the ladder. Cuz that's the other thing is there's WWE's done it before and I forget who it was. It's like their most recent one of their most re- it might have been the money in the bank ladder match where there is a spot where the actual competitor is holding the ladder, but doing so in a way that makes it look like they're, like, holding on to the ladder because they're tired. <laughs> and it just makes sense. And you see those kind of things, and you're like, oh, wow, like, that's a nice little... Like, as somebody who understands the the the, 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 the minor things like that, you know, because I'm a, I am I have wrestle rot in my brain... Uh, <laughs> That's the kind of me goes like, wow, that's really cool. But then you see the stuff at the, the referees, you know, holding stuff. It's whatever. It doesn't matter. It really doesn't. It doesn't make AEW look lesser than. It doesn't make, you know, Hobbs look like an idiot. It doesn't make their referees look like an idiot. It makes the production look like look dumb. But it also makes you appreciate when it's done right and when it's done cleanly. And that's what you. Sh- that's what I think should be the focus of the thing. Is not like, oh, that's dumb. Oh, that makes them look sick. Uh, just appreciate when it's done good and understand how difficult it is to be done good and that's the thing you know what that got done good was the fish market street fight let me tell you something it's a good time shark boy and curry man taking on team 3d shark boy is definitely a wrestler curry man definitely a wrestler i'm gonna have to keep them on a lock for i what i need to do is i need to do a better job by the way if you like this if you if you enjoyed last week's episode or you enjoyed any of the previous episodes or you're enjoying this rant right now leave a like go ahead subscribe on the youtube leave a five star on apple Podcasts and spotify i appreciate it and uh leave a comment below i want to what is what is your fondest tna memory let me know about that uh on twitter as well dorks at dorkside ring i appreciate it Myself, Johnner1223, and Uncle Chet, Chet Ripley, talking about the Fish Market Street Fight match here on the Dork Side of the Ring podcast. Speaking of fairies, watched uh, Tropic Thunder last night uh, for the first time in a while, and it mm. ages incredibly. Like, it is hilarious how for oh, a, yeah. a satire in 2000, and I guess, what was that, 2008? Yeah, like, so, how, 2007, 2008. Yeah, how well that... St- Date. Like a lot of satire gets really out of date all of a sudden because it's just like ages right, quickly, you know, ages very quickly with <laughs> like with as with as quickly as everything changes <laughs> quickly as satire tends to age. Yeah, like if you play Grand Theft Auto Five now, a lot of the satire in that is now not is actually like oh, no. compared to real life. No. <laughs> like the the whole paparazzi thing of like oh it lead into somebody you know like an, an actress like running away and hitting somebody with a car it's like no i think that's happened several times also worse like uh yeah. <laughs> like you know like it's just, like paparazzi being threatened with violence like th- it takes it to the next it's like this is ridiculous like uh yeah. at some point but. yeah i mean the only the only exception is like that like when you know they're f- like throwing around the r word like with the never yeah. go full that's yeah, yeah, yeah. that's really like I mean, obviously, I mean, wh- however you feel about the, the parody of, like, Robert Downey Jr. doing yeah. blackface is however you feel. Well, th- yeah. Well, that's what started, because B- Ben Stiller, like, there's a report from, like, uh, the, the Hollywood Reporter or something that, like, Ben Stiller was, like, defending, you know, Tropic Thunder. And and the because and he's like, it's a satire of, like, how far. Yeah. And, and like, how far Hollywood goes with things like and that. And I don't even think, I don't even know if he brought it up, but, like. 
no one has a problem with the satire of Simple Jack. Like, making commentary yes. on the fact that, like, hey, man, like, the the Academy doesn't mind if you hint at it, but if you outright say it, like, you yeah. know, you never go, never go full. And it's like, you know, which, you know, we were watching, and, like, I'm like, uh, yeah, like I ever like I couldn't remember what example they used uh, for like hey never go this and I'm like oh yeah uh, I am I Sam. am Sam <laughs> yeah, yeah I am Sam yeah. um, but then it's just like all right well people understood this the, the which I I've never seen anybody like seriously be upset with like Robert Downey Jr. in Tropic Thunder because they understand they have they have multiple brain cells where they can rub together and go oh it's satire. But the also whole, too, the whole point is like, this is how. But far also too, but also too, like as like a white dude, yeah, like I can't really judge how you know Correct. someone having their you know yeah. I mean? like yeah, well having, that, having yeah yeah, and that's the thing that's like, that's, I, that's not, really not for me to <laughs> no decide. And it's it was fun to like watch it like because it's been a while since I watched it and it's fun to watch it like. <laughs> kind of like come to gr- like the character come to grips and what he's doing is wrong mm-hmm. he's like hey man i'm sorry if i offended you he goes why are you still doing the like brandon t jack's like why are you still doing the the, the accent he's like i i don't, I don't bring character to the, <laughs> I don't, to the dvd <laughs> commentary <laughs> i've seen that movie a lot like, like we watched we watched the uh unrated uh director's cut <laughs> so we, we got to see like the full-fledged, uh, you know, for 400 years they've held our people down. <laughs> but it's not, it has nothing to do with being held down. It has use with one word because Brandon T drops it. And he's like, mm-hmm. slaps his shit out of <laughs> But it's just, like, I don't, my girlfriend has never seen it before. So she's watching it for the first time in 2023. And she, wow. She, yeah, I don't, I don't understand how she never saw it um, in the last 15 years. Um, when we were, when I was working production for, like, shows and stuff, mm-hmm. <clears throat> Instead of saying like copy or Roger over the radio, we all just started doing the oh. <laughs> what do you mean, you people? What do you mean, you people? <laughs> what do you mean? Yeah. So that was like, like our like, just all like the entire crew. And it's like it, just everyone like instead of be like, hey check, can you uh, go check front of house and see if uh you know, XYZ is up. Instead of just going copy, just go, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, it's just so. Everybody's like, it was also hilarious that, in, like, in hindsight, like, Robert Downey Jr. third build on that yeah. on that cast. Like, Jack Black is second, Ben Stiller's first. Ben Stiller directed and produced it, so obviously he was getting top billing, but like. Yeah. Um, although my girlfriend goes, McConaughey's in it. <laughs> McConaughey's in it for Christ's sake. You know Tom Cruise like, is in it, and I didn't realize. Yeah, and I, and I, told, I told her, I'm like, when I first watched, it, I didn't know that it was Tom Cruise. She goes, How did you not know? I'm like, It was yeah, twenty. Was... It was two thousand and eight. I was sixteen. Like, yeah. <laughs> my my references of Tom Cruise were him jumping up and down on a couch. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, yeah. I mean, I, I saw I when it came out, I was I had 22, 23, so like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like I, I knew. <laughs> and she goes, "Wait, what's wrong with his hands?" I'm like, "Oh, he got prosthetics." And she goes, "What?" I'm like, "You know, he wanted to be unrecognizable, and it worked for a lot of people, <laughs> like including me." Clearly. Like she's like, his hands are so meaty and and like swollen. I'm like. Because he yeah. wanted to be a Hollywood exec, like that's what he like, you know. And like, it's a shame that he's he's in a cult and pushes that cult because you could fully appreciate. Like, even though I, he's I'm talented, 
it's his so, full that commitment. Scene, it's hilarious. The, the, the scene where he's like, he's like, yeah, we don't negotiate with terrorists. And Matthew McConaughey's like, what the fuck? He goes, we're going to put up a scholarship in his name and down the line, down the road. And then Bill Hader's like, preferably before the end of the fiscal year, we, 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 we file an insurance claim. And they're like, we're going to make more money than, you know. I don't know. What, I don't know what kind of pan-Asian power play you're trying to pull here, Jack. <laughs> But Asia, my territory. territory. I, will, I will rain down on you with an ungodly fire. I will fuck you up. I will massacre you. <laughs> like, oh, oh, flaming dragon. Okay, fuck face. Uh, like, <laughs> literally step back and fuck, fuck your, own your own face. face. It's so. God, it's a good it's movie. So, and then he's just like the slime ball of it, which he's like, like hey man, like fucking. G6, yeah. And, like, they're playing Absolutely. Swing between your knees. Go ahead and get the man. <laughs> yeah, that was another one that would just occasionally come up over the radio while we're working. Swinging past swing your knees. <laughs> so, so Which would always up. be hilarious because, like, somebody would be up on, like, a lighting truss, like, lowering something down. And then you just hear, like, seven people over the radio. Swinging past swing your knees. knees. <laughs> So it was like, yeah, he's like, so you want me to turn on my friend of seven, 15 years? Yes. <laughs> For a G5 and lots of money. A G5 airplane. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. He's like, let me know. <laughs> but yeah, no, the whole, when, when, uh, when the director steps on the landmine and blows up, my girlfriend literally was surprised. And, like, I'm sitting here going, like, because they do a good job of, like, oh, like, where does – clearly something's going to go wrong. You know the premise of the movie. And they're doing the bait where, like, it's just him, center frame, you know, very little, you know, headroom. You're waiting for, like, something to happen. And he just turns around the zoom yeah, out. Click. Boom. <laughs> oh, shit. And, uh. But yeah, I forgot how hilarious it was when Stiller's like eating his fucking like. Dick. It's just a prop, guys. It's just <laughs> it's a prop. Look, look. It's... Uh... <laughs> yeah, he's like, dude, they don't, they do not fear death. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, assholes! This motherfucker's <laughs> dead. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> but, wait, and then the fact that Downey's Junior, Downey Junior's character can't get Sandusky's last name right. And fucking Ben Stiller's doesn't get his first name. <laughs> He's like McCluskey. McCluskey. You, you, you know, I'm gonna Sanducci. It's Sandusky. Whatever. Like I got doing a the movie the concept of the movie that he fucking tries to sell. He's like, Yeah, so it's Abe Lincoln and John Wilkes Booth as kids. And you kinda look like you kinda look like Abe. Like you put a slap of beard on you, but a good word. You get me that it's like what concept? <laughs> what he's, he's talking about? The fucking oh the, the 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 Blu-ray versus? <laughs> Are you fucking? You talking to me? You were talking to me this whole time? <laughs> My girlfriend thought that was hilarious. <laughs> it's like normally it's whatever uh, gamers and pornos and whatever porno. Are you talking to me this whole time? Uh, I, I, worst part, the, I was talking worst to anybody who's listening. <laughs> that's actually the true story of why Blu-ray yeah. won. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean that's I mean the camera I'm using. The reason why Logitech wins won out in, in terms of that is because you know cam girls. Cam girls. So it's just like yeah. it's wild. 
we can we can try to, we can try to act like something like porn is like some dirty little secret, but it's like a multi-billion dollar industry, which is X really so. helped really helped a lot that of be a tagline. <laughs> yeah, so like uh, d- defending from all threats, foreign and domestic, that should be a tagline somewhere, and sex sells, that should be a tagline somewhere. Yeah. We're gonna figure it out. Uh, what a concept! Let us, Marilyn let us. she was actually a dog. <laughs> What? <laughs> <laughs> <Huh>? <laughs> yeah, a dog, like four legs barking, yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh my god. Was it they just slapped a pair of rubber boobs in a wig on it? No. <laughs> I'm a fan of that sewer grade, I tell you. <laughs> no, you're telling me that the, the earth didn't just didn't just bl- start blowing up her skirts for for And also like that was like that was like filthy New York air blowing the hood. <laughs> <laughs> so bad so bad uh but yeah uh i also i don't want to watch that blonde movie with uh anna de Armas. like as much as i want to you know for it, you know it, yeah it's research probably, purposes it's probably horrible it, it doesn't it's, yeah it's not gonna be no. good uh, probably gonna be about as good as elvis <laughs> <laughs> when youngest was going by like wow this movie really just completely glosses over the fact that Elvis is basically a product of like culture appropriation. Like yeah. also why is there a Dejo cat <laughs> like a like a Doja Cat fucking uh song yeah. in this? playing in the background. <laughs> yeah. And then like <laughs> there's a scene in the movie where BB <laughs> King gives him the green light to steal black people's music. Yeah. And it happened in, like that happened in like nineteen seventy two. And it was like <laughs> Well after. Well <laughs> already, tw- already twenty years in pal. <laughs> Like it's this, it, it's somehow Forrest Gump's, uh, you know, portrayal of Elvis is more historically accurate than uh, than the Elvis <laughs> biopic, because in there he steals somebody's dance moves, which is simply yeah. just he just like, wow, look at this, look at this kid with braces dancing. What the fuck? Like this would be incredible. Let me do that. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so we're here on the dork side of the ring. We're not talking movies, although WrestleMania this year is in. Los Angeles, and uh, they. I am going to do some like stuff talking, like showing people the the parodies from WrestleMania 21, which were incredible. Uh, the Undertaker is Dirty Harry. I, I don't think there could be a more <laughs> fitting uh, <laughs> of like real life Undertaker. Like you get to play, you get to play Dirty Harry. He's like, fuck yeah, brother, I'm in. I'm like, Hell yeah, <laughs> I love Clint Eastwood. <laughs> uh, Talk about but, a dude who did a 180. Yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> Um, I guess it's just it, what happens when you get old. I guess so, right? Uh, <laughs> or oh, yeah. what, you know, are we sure? Oh, you ever oh shit! Him? You got and you got me on video defending Trump. Just getting old. Oh, <laughs> oh, I'm so fucked. No, no, no. <laughs> it's I'm, old. I'm, I'm, I was. Well, here's the thing. You're on video, but it's just you pondering an orb right now. Before I probably just put it, <laughs> put like a. Uh, I'll probably just put like a, a holdover image uh, over top, which is probably just gonna be Mike Frances. I'll probably do it like right now. Uh, <laughs> and uh, but yeah, so we're on the dork side of the ring. Uh, I forget what episode number this is gonna be, but we've got the pals again mixing the pools of guests. We've got the uncle with the bad back, Chet Ripley. Howdy. And we've got from my my uh, role put my RP buddy. My, my 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 goofball buddy, as seen on Tic Tac Foes, Johnner. Hello, welcome back, bud. Hi. Yeah, Johnner, pleasure to meet you, buddy. Likewise. There we go. See, uh, can- <laughs> you say that like someone who's going to cancel me for defending Trump. <laughs> well, you kind of did. Yeah, I mean. 
Look here, if there's one thing I know John is going to do, it's, it's going to... I cancel people. He cancels people. Cancel knuckles. Look, it's John, be... John has tried to cancel me many times, mainly for doing what I just do, which is goofing off. Uh, like in roleplay, I get canceled for not being a criminal who kills people re with reckless abandon. Uh, he must be stopped. <laughs> how dare I actually roleplay? Uh, <laughs> uh, but we're here, Dork Side of the Ring. Uh, this is... Chet, this is your third time being on. Uh, yes, first, sir. First time was the episode, the, I want to say it was 12? No, 13 was Milk Bath. 14. 14. 14 uh, Pillman's got a gun. <clears throat> yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then uh, the last one with Basque uh, was, uh, what What was it? Hold on. Uh, HBK it? and God versus. Oh, that's God. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Vince, Vince versus God. That's right. That's uh, episode 60-something. I think that, that the, that's on... <laughs> Uh, you can just go on to patreonsupport.com.tv. The watch along for that is there, and it's glorious. That came out in, like, December. And Jonner, this is Jonner's... Third time. Third time as well. Awesome. Uh, Three time club. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, I was trying to see if... Because if, I know we scheduled a, uh, a pay-per-view watch along and never got around to it. Um, but uh, first one was the Viagra on a pole match, episode 11. <laughs> Uh, wild concept, and then uh, <laughs> big boss man ruins a funeral. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and, the, and the story of big uh, big show dropping a dumpster onto his onto the boss man's car, uh, and then you know him ruining boss man ruining uh, somehow surviving, and then ruining uh, big show's dad's funeral, and then making fun singing poet or you know reciting poetry. Um, about his daddy being dead. Your uh, daddy's dead. Your daddy's dead. <laughs> yeah, I would be dead too if I had a son like you. Uh, <laughs> Just rolls off the tongue. Yeah, he really did. Uh, he was a poet, a sick fuck. Uh, but Big Boss Man was an absolute terrorist uh, in the year 1999. Uh, he that man was a cop. Dog, he, he was, was a cop. <laughs> he, fed, he got hanged at WrestleMania and just said, you know what, fuck it. None of this is worth it. I'm going to be an asshole to everybody. Fed a man, his dog, ruined a man's funeral, stole a casket, a dead body. That man was stealing money and he would do whatever he could. To steal that money. You want me to eat, feed someone a dog, Vince? Okay, let's get it on camera. Yeah, like you want me to go. You want me to go trench out a fucking cemetery with a seventy-eight Buick? Okay, Vince. And, and a megaphone figures. on top of the Buick. I'll disturb that piece. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm good. Oh, other people, other people are having funerals that day. I don't care. Like, what? <laughs> like, I, I do hey. not care. Yeah, I'm gonna cop about <laughs> what are they gonna do? You know, looking back in hindsight, maybe nails was right. Like, I, I it's one of the beauty. Like, I, me wanting to talk about nails has been something that I'm trying to figure out the best pairing for it because it's not just that he was a criminal. He debuted as a cr former criminal of Big Boss Man's as a bad guy, and he's like, this guy beat me. He he was rude. Like he like you know beat the hell out of prisoners. Like, <laughs> and then yeah. like. Boo! Boo! <laughs> Boo, you, Boo you! Orange jumpsuit man. <laughs> yeah, and then he did one. He he lost, and then threatened to stab Vince McMahon. Man. And uh, <laughs> if he had got, if he was able to do what he wanted to do, hit, wrestling history would have been incredibly different. Uh, oh, yeah. Like a Pat Patterson. I don't even know who would take over WWE at that point. Uh, but that's a that's that's for a discussion at that point. Um, 
But today's episode is a fun one as well. I'm excited. Uh, it is, um, it's a, I think this comes out roughly, yeah, this will come out almost to the day, uh, about 15 years ago, but we'll get to that a little bit later. Chet, though, go ahead, reintroduce yourself to the Dorkside uh, community, the fans, the audience. Uh, tell them a little bit about yourself. Uh, I am Chet Ripley. I am the internet's drunk uncle. Um, I don't, I, I wish we've tried to put this together several times. Mm. I don't know how I got here. <laughs> <laughs> I, I legitimately don't know how I ended up a on discord and B on the troll withers discord. Cause I've been banned from Twitter since 2017. <laughs> so like if Trilly posted about him starting to do it, I don't know. I truly have no clue how I got here, but we're here now. So yeah, it's always a, it's a wild one. Chet's shown me the tweet that got him banned, and it's a it's a glorious one. <laughs> it's also tame. Members. It's 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 tame. Yeah, I must really... just unban you. No, uh, I've, I've, appl- I've applied, and I tried to appeal to Daddy Musk's uh, delicate sensibilities, and it just didn't work. Well, the problem is, <laughs> well, I made fun. I made fun of his his people. You know, yeah, like his, favorite, his favorite guys. Yeah, you know. yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's so Ugh. tame. It's so tame to, compared to what you were actually tweeting. The actual. Well, guy. that was well. That was the, that was the, the calling Adam Schefter a pansy was the last strike. That, to be fair, it was the three strikes before that. That. <laughs> One was a foul tip, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, they're just like, oh, okay, we've seen we've seen enough. We know how this at bat's gonna end. <laughs> it's spring training, buddy. Get out of here. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. Being off of Twitter and finding out that Tyler has a Discord, I, I don't. I really don't. I can't even like because that would require somebody telling a, me, remembering, yeah, remembering, telling you, and you figuring out how to do it. And I was uh, there like day one of the Discord starting too, which I, again, <laughs> no clue how I got there. Yeah, and you can't, and you struggle to work Discord normally. Uh, but exactly. you got better. It's look, it's almost, it's almost three. It'll be three years uh, this summer, uh, and that's that's really impressive because I don't, I've never seen that type of growth from somebody in terms of listen, figuring out things. Now, Chet, listen, Chet, at, at this, Chet's like this close to fucking. Hosting a hosting a call and you know sharing his screen. It's going to be incredible when he figures that out. Uh. <laughs> I mean, if you just just think about it, like, okay, I, I still don't know how to put up a spoiler. Don't teach me. I'm not going to use them anyway. Yeah. <laughs> but I can I can figure out how to change my profile, change my profile across multiple servers, change my name. Oh. You yeah. know, like for a 36 year old dude, or at the, or at the time 34 years old when I started, I, I think I'm doing all right. Oh, average. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, the best was Chet learning that Discord doesn't kick him out while he's sleeping on <laughs> on the couch. <laughs> to, no, be, to be to be fair, some I passed out. I passed out because you guys convinced me to go into my freezer and take a shot of moonshine. <laughs> and I then didn't. come back. <laughs> I didn't. I, I was even there, Donner. It's it's uh, it's not you. I know this. Okay. I'm just you say you I, got. I, uh, <laughs> what look, do you mean, I, you people? I walked. <laughs> in, <laughs> I walked in after you came back from the shot, and you were going, "Oh, it was awful." And I'm like, "What? What happened?" And somebody's like, "Oh, Chet just shot a moonshine." I was like, "Oh," thinking, "Oh, it's just the only thing you drank that night." No, 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 no. That was, it was not. The last thing. It was for sure the last thing because I was out within eight minutes of doing that. It's very funny though because you, J Ham, 
and Jim Jam all love to fall asleep in a voice call. And I fall asleep twi- twice or three times. <laughs> all sound all sound like lawnmowers. All, yeah, just, <laughs> a variety of lawnmowers. Because if, if I pass out, if I pass out on a voice call, that means I did not put my CPAP machine on. Jam sounds like a like a you know modern push mower. Jim Jam sounds like a slightly bigger model. Chet sounded like a riding mower at one time. It was yeah. I, I was I've had my snoring. I had my snoring described once as it's like someone took a chainsaw to my dreams. <laughs> All right. <laughs> You're not wrong. I, like, I have no argument there. I've heard it. It's woken me up. <laughs> yeah, really. That's, that's actually, that, honestly, that's just a sleep apnea being like, hey, buddy, you're about to die. But, you know. <laughs> yeah, no, same thing. Same, same, same. You know? yeah, same concept. Uh, Johnner, what about you? Reintroduce yourself to the uh, the Discord audience, or Discord audience, the dork side audience. <laughs> and uh, I'm Johnner. I'm a subpar role player, uh, which is a uh, Cardinal Sin. Um, that's, that's it. That's me. I role play. That's it. That's it. You find genre. Are you, are you streaming? I know your, your schedules, uh, my schedules. Steady, but, yeah. Um, so I haven't been streaming. I, I do wish to return. Twitch.tv slash genre. J H O N N E R one, two, two, three. Um, two, three, or as some people would say, J Honor. Yeah, no, that's really just it. It's John or Jay Hunter. Um, it's Dutch. <laughs> it's Dutch. The Dutch. <laughs> uh, I just loved. Uh, so, Chet, there's a joke. There was a joke when we would do role play, and somebody would actually call Johnner by Johnner instead of his character's name. Immediately, we're both like, "What is? What does he look like? An honorable journalist?" Uh, <laughs> because, you know, or, you know, like. Like what? What? What's that? Yeah. yeah, it's journalist with honor, Jay Honor. Yeah, <laughs> he does not work for Slate. Damn it! <laughs> this man does. This man look like he writes. He he looks like he writes for the Washington Post. If anything, he <laughs> <laughs> would think he has honor. No, I mean, sure, he's not an opinionist for the New York Times, but he's he, <laughs> he, he, he carries the water for Daddy Bezos, all right? Uh, yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's all right. <laughs> uh, but yeah, well, all right. Well, uh, welcome back, gentlemen. It was good to, it's good to have you. That's the episode. Uh, no. Um, I feel, <laughs> I, I, I just, like, I'm trying to think of, like, what else uh, Chet could accidentally, uh, <laughs> let's see, defending, <laughs> defend, <laughs> defending Tropic Thunder, implying a 180 <laughs> from Clint Eastwood. <laughs> What, a couple of guys just can't go to the Capitol and hang out? What the hell? <laughs> no. This is just a field trip. Ask Jesse Ventura. Uh, we were talking about Jesse Ventura before we even started recording and how his hate has aged him, but not aged him like other hateful people. Like, he's, what, 80 at this point? He's got to be, at least, because if he's nom age, yeah. my old man's 82. My old man was a little too old for nom. Yeah, so roughly or not. late 70s, early 80s. So Yeah, it's, yeah. that's 75 to like 82 range, give it or take, yeah. give or take. So he's, so he's uh, you know, and he's, I mean, I mean, he just looks like an old dude. Um, but he looks like an old dude with a little bit of too much hate in his heart. <laughs> but his oh, yeah. hate is directed at bad people like Hulk Hogan, Vince McMahon. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's not, you know, there's no hate towards, you know, 
innocent regular old people <laughs> like well we don't a, know that yet that's true that's true we're gonna find out, I just, come lo- out. <laughs> yeah. I just love how he's like if, if the democrats want to win give me your seat <laughs> and i can out talk i can out talk i can out talk donald trump it's like i mean it's not a it's not a promo battle it's a president <laughs> well i mean if you saw what trump did during those debates man that I was mean, straight yeah. promos that was yeah, not I mean, it really was Policy. Uh, he, What's policy? He's lost his fat ball, fastball because he he had meatball Ron, and then he went back to Ron de sanctimonious. De sanctimonious. It's, it's too wordy. It's too wordy. Way too many syllables for his base. His base yeah. just figured out how that you know cat and kitten are the same thing. <clears throat> they uh, just figured out how to how to get me banned from Twitter. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> and it took it took one of their own getting in charge of Twitter. Uh, right now, <laughs> but. Uh, John, uh, what's your, as as you both know, I like to uh, get a refresher on personal experience with pro wrestling so that I am refreshed on it and the audience knows as well where we're all coming from. What's your experience with pro wrestling? Well, as a child of the 90s, I experienced the best of times and the worst of times of wrestling. <laughs> um, when I got into my teens, kind of became casual. Uh, during the CM Punk era, I was a little more active, and now I'm just still super casual. Super cash, you know, mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. like the most casual on Fridays. Like yeah, so I wa- I'll watch a highlights channel on YouTube after on Tuesdays to see what happened on Monday, just before you know WWE takes the channel down. <laughs> <laughs> oh. yeah, God forbid their own channel puts up full full actual ent- entertaining highlights. No, 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 no. Thank God I have the the peacock because like some of the stuff I'm working on like requires full context, and the YouTube cuts out a lot of it. And I'm like, mm-hmm. come on, man! I know there was more to this segment. I need to see this the f- segment of I'm like, all right, let me see what. Okay, you know, <clears throat> scrub through. Um, I actually, I, I that's why I got the the Impact uh, uh, streaming service. One, I like Impact. And I enjoy watching it, and this way I can go back and watch some of their shows. Um, but like their YouTube is good, but it has so much bullshit that I'm not trying to look at. Like it's like adver- they don't they don't update it. So like oh. they'll have they'll have something that was from 2014 when they were like putting out like Global Force Wrestling, and like it's just like subscribe to the Global Force app, F- watch us on Pop TV this on Tuesdays, and I'm like like both of those things haven't existed for five years. <laughs> <laughs> like I, like what's going on here? Um insane uh but yeah no all right so i i think i think we talked about it last time you were on johnner about like when it was that you decided to stop following it as much and that like you know and, and it was around this time where like cena was at his like most boring i a lot of remember people. uh i don't know if it was wrestlemania it was a pay-per-view with cena and undertaker mm. i watched taker I think if Taker just destroyed Cena like throughout for like 15 minutes, and then Cena did his you know the the five uh, five moves of doom, yeah, the five, and yeah. then the five moves of doom, and there's just one. I was like, I and I was like, what? That was probably what. That was probably it couldn't it have been WrestleMania. No, no, no. But there no, was it was a paper. It was like no way. It was like Definitely. no way out in either 07 or 08. There was like a there was they did a. Um, they did a thing. It might have been like Saturday night's main event, but it was like the the WrestleMania main events for SmackDown and Raw faced off against each other. So it was like Taker and Batista versus HBK and Sh- and uh, 
uh, and HBK and Cena. Then there was like the next year it was Edge and Taker versus in a handicap match against Orton, Triple H, and Cena. I think even the year before that there was a it was like. Well, no, because Undertaker wasn't in that. But they do that like type of stuff where it's like, you know, cross band, like hyping up. We got we got nothing to do between Mania or Royal Rumble and Mania, so we need to we need something. Hey, what if we just made the main events feud with each other? And I think it might have been that that uh, 2007 because both main events were like good guy versus good guy. So they needed to build some sort of conflict. And they're like, well, what if we just put them in tag team matches and force them to, like, stick together while also knowing that they wanted to beat each other a month later? That's good storytelling. And it's like, it's not horrible, but also, I'm like, talk about lazy. Yeah, that's good. (laughs) But, yeah, no, I definitely, especially doing it to The Undertaker, uh, not great. Um, But, yeah, so, all right, mid-2000s, that sounds about right. And then... That, well, yeah, because that would make sense because then, you know, CM Punk isn't too far after that as, like, you know, skyrocket. It, was, it, it, was, it wasn't the, um, uh, when he was shaving everyone's head. It was definitely, uh, like got the, back the when mic. I heard about the, the pipe bomb and all yeah. that. Yeah, because it was, the shaving everyone's head for a straight edge society was kind of cool, but also. Well, yeah. Yeah, it's also like, mm, why do I'm I care up. about, why do I care about, like. Luke Gallows and Joey Mercury, uh, like, yeah. you know, man, I, it's it, only, very... it only took it only took Punk like I don't know fourteen years to apologize to Serena Deeb, right? After all that, like, and it's like he, I, in, in one essence, like that's not on him, but on another, like he should have been like, no, why does she have to shave her head? <laughs> like, yeah, like she's like, I'm willing to get, like, I'm willing to shave my head and get massively dangerous uh breast implants so that i can be wrestling on television yeah. um which is just you know, <laughs> only for that only for good old phil to treat her like garbage behind the scenes apparently yeah um well i mean <laughs> shocker uh cm punk uh a what? dickhead uh, <laughs> that's why it's like tony, tony atlas was right <laughs> look when tony at when you proved to Tony foot fetish love foot lover Atlas right the fact that that man posts pictures of him getting stepped on on Christmas Day he goes this was in, this was like I, the picture I swear was from the the night that Brody, Bruiser Brody was stabbed and he's like this is, he posts a picture of a woman st- standing barefoot on his face he's like this is from this is from this day somebody's like wait a second isn't that the day that Bruiser Brody died Tony. Well, you could have stopped it, but you're getting your feet. You were loving some feet. Like, what the fuck? And then they hear him, like, make up all those stories about what happened. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it's like, ooh. Meanwhile, you go to Dutch Mantel. Dutch, what happened? Zip. (laughs) (laughs) I like like being alive. I I also like the money that that Puerto Rico gives them. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, they they love them some dirty Dutch Mantel. Uh, Basically, he was just like, all right, well, like, Carlos Colon wins. <laughs> That's the story. Yeah. Carlos, we're bringing a white guy, make him hated. Carlos Colon wins. We'll make sure all of his sons have jobs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Chat. What about you? What is your background and experiences with pro wrestling and sports entertainment? Um. So I got two older brothers. I, if I remember correctly, I think my folks took them to WrestleMania four in Atlantic City, and then like a couple of like the local like house shows and stuff because mm. I live in Central Jersey. So like there's always there well, they were always hey, running hey, stuff. Which by the way, Central Jersey finally getting some recognition. 
<laughs> We've always existed. Well, no, that's the thing. Is it's very funny. We've been here. Like, We've always existed. You've always existed, except no one's recognized. And they've just said Central Jersey is the halfway mark between North and South. And apparently, from what I read, the state of New Jersey will recognize there being Middle New Jersey. Oh, good for us. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Like, but I mean, oh, damn it, the Parkway. Yeah. The parkway goes from north to south on the entire fucking state. It ends at 172. It starts at exit one in the south. I live at exit 98. I am dead center. Like, what else? Where else could you describe this? <laughs> like, if you look at a map of New Jersey and then if you look at where I grew up, it's literally dead center on the like coast side. Okay. Let's just... <laughs> or as you would say, Dan Asher. Dan Asher. Yeah, I'm Dan Asher. Hey, you guys going Dan Asher? Yeah. Where are you staying at? Like, uh, Ocean City? Ocean City? Ocean, Ocean City? You're staying at Crescent or North, North Wildwood? It's like, uh, neither, neither, no, neither. Uh, but, yeah. Sea Isle City? <laughs> all right, I gotta stop. I'm just gonna get stuck in the accent all day. It was like this year where I just became Carl from Aqua Team. <laughs> hey, guys, what are you freaking doing? It's like seven of my uncles. <laughs> so your uh, so your folks were taking your older brothers to to the, you know some of the local yeah places. so yeah. like it, it was always like that was like the height of like Hogan and stuff so like it was kind of always on so it was like mm-hmm. just naturally got into it from there um, the first event that I really remember is Rumble '92 so there's that nostalgia thing of me saying '92 is the best year ever mm-hmm. and then I watched I think the last episode of Raw that I watched was when. Vince bought WCW. It was like one of those where I was like, oh, you have to go watch this. And then after that, I was out until the lead up to like uh, the WrestleMania at Giant Stadium. Oh, that's a good point to get in. Yeah, because my nephew got my nephew got into it. He was like five, six at the time. So like he was like, all right, well, I'll watch wrestling with you, buddy. I know how this goes. (laughs) I know how this goes. I know how I know I know how to play along. (laughs) Yeah. I did almost get into a fist fight with dudes at WrestleMania. <laughs> of course. <laughs> I have a I have a fun story. I didn't get, I've never been to WrestleMania. I'm hoping to go to oh, dude. 40. It, I'm up, 40 is on it's a must go for me. Um at least yeah. one of the nights. I'm going to try to go to both nights. Um but WrestleMania 31 was in San Jose and I had a friend who was local to the area, got tickets to go and sat pretty Pretty close, not camera side, but on the, he was sat along the, the aisleway. Okay. And, but he was sitting on the same side as the Brock Lesnar shirt guy. The, 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 okay. Right. That douchebag, um, which I got to tell Pat about that guy because Pat hates green shirt guy, which we all do. Cause he's an oh. emotion. He's an emotionless blob of uh, apathy of dead center, dead center every time. Although I watched that. I went back, I was watching, um, I think he's from i think he's local-ish to the like we're in that the three of us are in like this tri-state area i think he's he's from this area because that cocksucker i saw i went back and i watched something from wrestlemania 27 era okay yeah yeah right yeah i think it was 27 um and he there's a state had a show in like the new york new jersey area i'm not sure mm-hmm. i'm not sure if it was trenton or east meadowlands but it was one of those things and he's there, front row, but off to the left. But he's not at, like, the pay-per-views and everything. So, like, yeah. I think he's local. I, 
I think he's local too because Which you see means... him at you see him at every live event, like every TV event, especially mm-hmm. from like Boston to Baltimore. Yeah. So, so if I had to, so if I had to guess, he's probably in New Jersey. Yeah. Which means I could find him. We, we can find him. We, <laughs> yeah. Chet, we can oh yeah, I him. forgot. I forgot. You, yeah, you do live in the biggest city <laughs> in New Jersey. Come on, Chet. What? <laughs> what? Why? This is whack propaganda. Not whack, both whack as in whack like, again. And then, this is whack agenda. Damn it! Uh, how much is he paying you? Huh? Tell me. I'll, I will. Listen, all I'm saying is, if you, if you listen to Whack and then you look at a map, you go, huh, all right. No, you look this- at a map. <laughs> <laughs> it's in Pennsylvania. Sort of. West no. Philly is. All of Philadelphia is. What are you talking about? <laughs> There's a literal river that splits it. What are you talking <laughs> yeah, And then look at where the state line is. Son of a, I swear to God, I'm going to, I'm going to. We're not listening to this. That that was actually what Washington was doing when he's when he's crossing to <laughs> Delaware. He was claiming it for New Jersey. Oh, time for me to go back in time. You're gonna see my ugly mug on the, on, on that famous painting of just like <laughs> it's gonna be it's gonna, it's gonna be you and Dale <laughs> storming the beach with big GW in the background on his little thingy. It's like, God damn it, that's gross. It's me riding in with a 2012 Ford Edge. Like, I'm going to get you in Washington. Grum's actually, actually a Hessian. Uh, it's a red coat. No, wait, that's not a blue coat. What is that? It's just me in a du- this dusty roach. <laughs> Speaking German with a Dusty Rhodes accent. I'm fine, bye, baby. Guten Tag, motherfucker. That's right, baby. Yeah, have some of this German cake, baby. German so dream. We st- so we stay on the rails here. Yeah, no. I, I mean, yeah, the, the ra- on the rails is off the rails. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, uh, so he's sitting next to Brock Lesnar. Or not next to him, but he's in the same area as Brock Lesnar guy. And he hates this guy. Apparently there was a show in like the LA area that Brock Lesnar guy was at as well. Um, mm. And uh, he was kind of addicted. He was being addicted to people. And he's just, I mean, it's very obvious. This guy was like, man, I made a wrestling. Like I was on TV and I'm the, this guy. Yeah. Like, and used it and was like, I'm great. And it's like, mm, buddy, you're just a schmuck uh, who wears tap out the same tap out t-shirt. Um, You're a fucking mark. <laughs> yeah, for the yourself. definition, the definition of a mark. Like you don't see angry Miz girl, you know, becoming a mark no. for herself. You don't see the shock taker guy becoming a mark for himself. Like no, he's like, I mean, he's like, oh, it was a fun little moment. It goes viral. They they put they yeah. put my face on the thing. If you're a fan, you just go, oh, that's cool, and you, like, you keep it moving. Izzy herself did not become a mark for herself, but Izzy's no. parents did. Mm-hmm. Uh, and mm. shout out Lindsay Dorado for going like God. I'll see you in the. I, I'll see you in the parking lot. Uh, yeah. the, I'll get fired for this shit. I don't care. <laughs> Threatening to beat up somebody. somebody. Sure enough, sure enough, he did get fired. Yeah, he did. He did. Uh, <laughs> good for but didn't doing so was like I'm, I'm whoop this man's ass. Uh, or no, that's why he goes. I'm not. I don't. I don't. I'm impl- unemployed. I got time. <laughs> yeah, that's what, yeah, I'll come to you, buddy. I'll meet you in Temecula. Yeah. <laughs> I'll meet you in Clearwater, man. Uh, <laughs> the Temecula of Florida. <laughs> uh, so, 
uh, he started yelling at Brock Lesnar guy and started calling him an, you know, like a dickhead, right? Just yeah. like general banter you have towards people you know you can fuck up. And Brock Lesnar guy like looked at him and was like, "What'd you say?" And my friend started like walking closer to him, and as he got closer to him, also raising his volume, <laughs> and he was like, "You are a dickhead." And he was like, oh, well, say it to my face. And at, like, say, like, the whole, like, bravado, say it to my face. He's like, all right, I'm walking closer Ernie, to you. Ernie and as, as he's walking closer, Brock Lesnar guy's, like, backing up. <laughs> like, he's like, you're a pussy, man. And uh, this is, like, half an hour before the show starts. Like, they're, like right, this awesome. is before, like, the pre-show stuff. But, like, there are plenty of people around. <laughs> it's like, good Lord. Uh, but, yeah, so you almost got to fight a mania made me think of that. Listen, I, I, I'm X amount of white trash where I will throw hands in, a, in an arena. <laughs> but that was that was that was one where it was like it was those dudes that were like trying to ruin it for the kids. Oh, and it's just like you know, man. Like I'm the same age. I'm around the same age as you guys. Like, and we're also surrounded by you know, I don't know how many thousand like little kids. Just yeah. let them enjoy it, man. You don't have to do like spoilers and like bad mouth little kids because they want John Cena to win. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> it's like uh, I almost wanted to tell him, like, hey, fellas, we both know, the three of us all know the outcome of this. It's predetermined. Yeah, and, like, we, if you've been paying attention, you know, last year The Rock won. Who do you think's going to win this? <laughs> like, I, but the, the best part about it was, I after, like, because they were, like, cursing and everything, after I finally said, I think I told this story here, but. Maybe. Finally, I, I just looked at him, I go, you know what, buddy? You can tell these kids about wrestling, but in 10 years, they'll be able to tell you about girls. Everybody laughs. I got drinks ball for me. It was great. Damn. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, no. That, uh, I, I wish I had that in my pocket. Uh, I, I've told this story a couple times, but I was at like a Monday Night Raw at the height of Roman Reigns being forced on onto people. And obviously, the kids all love him, you know, because yeah. he, was, he was a superhero and like you know, yeah. which is why the adults now love him because he's a super villain. Like, you know, he's like, oh, this is great. And it's just a matter of you like adults like different things than children. Surprise, surprise. Huh. Um, <laughs> so there's these kids in front of me with like their mom. So it's like three kids and, and, a, and a mom by herself. And she's already overwhelmed. She's got three kids at a wrestling show. But she's yeah, sitting, this like, is, and they're yeah. sitting close. Like we're by like the, the, the timekeepers area. And. The kids are going crazy, and they're like, "We want Roman!" Yeah, yeah. And these two neckbeard son of a bitches are like, "Roman sucks!" And it's like they're you know throwing around you know derogatory words you know for for like oh yeah, like yeah. you know like you got to be brain dead to, da, 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 in, in not so nice terms. And I literally just stand up and tell them both that I'll, like to shut their mouths, or I'm gonna do something, or I'm gonna shut it for them. And they're like, "What are you gonna do?" I'm like, "I'm gonna, I'm go. I don't care. I paid my ticket. I'll, it's worth it to fuck you guys up." My brother was with me. He's roughly the same size as me, but he's Jesus muscular. Christ, the I'm, Bash Brothers. <laughs> he's muscular. <laughs> where I'm, where I, where I'm, I'm just you know just fat. And he stands up. So there's me and him, and two neckbeard chunky dudes. And as soon as my brother stands up, doesn't say a word, they go, "All right, damn man, like." Calm down. Like we're not, that. We didn't. We were just. You know. We're just. You know. We don't like. I'm like. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> I apologize to the mom because I'm like. I said. Shut the fuck up. 
I'm like, I'm sorry. And she goes, no, thank you. Like, I appreciate that people are looking out for, like, you know, for kids' enjoyments. Because I guess, like, she, this is the, she's she, done this before. Like and said, like, she's in absolute hell. Because <laughs> I assume it's Wells Fargo, right? Yep, yep. So you're at Wells Fargo. She's got three kids, presumably, like, under the age of 10. I would say probably the oldest was, like, 11. Like, definitely yeah, in that, like, like, oh, like, I can't tell if you're in fourth grade or seventh grade because i'm yeah older, and like I'm not sure. they're all they're probably all jazzed up on soda pop and popcorn yeah. and they're it's going to the wrestling the, show you know what i mean yeah, like yeah this is the thing that they look forward to and it was right before mania so it was very clear that this was a fucking like christmas gift yeah. you know like that woman that woman's going to be exhausted for like two days after that <laughs> the least i can do is tell two guys with <laughs> thick ass neck beards to shut the fuck up and let kids enjoy things they'll tell you how awesome aew is yeah, well, that's the thing. Like, you know, that's the thing. I love that AEW being around is great for is very healthy for the because it allows the people who just went gave WWE their money to go hate WWE counterproductive fucking thinking. You know, you know, great thing to just not go to the WWE now because they're like, oh, I'd rather go to AEW, and it's like, good, go go to the place that you enjoy, like go there, yeah. have a good time, like don't go to places you don't want to go. Remember a few years ago when Triple H, like when they were doing the whole like, <laughs> I know exactly right. <laughs> they were doing the Daniel Bryan thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. and he go and he was making fun of those people, going, "Me and my buddy Mark are never going to come back here again until next <laughs> month." <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it was it was a see you next Monday every time. You yeah. know, you were on a forum and somebody was like, "This show fucking sucks. I'll never we'll see you next Monday." Because it's just a habit. You're going to, and unless there's something that makes you legitimately break the habit, you're like, yeah, yeah like, you like know, an, an, like an addiction. Like girls? Yeah. Some people just like being Grass. hate watchers. <laughs> and look, there's nothing wrong with hate watching. It's, well, hold on. There, there's nothing wrong with hate watching. But when you go, I'm spending hundreds of dollars so I can go hate this, they don't care why you gave them a hundred plus dollars. They don't care because at the end of the day, their business is to make money, not to make put like that's that's the, the thing. That's AEW's thing. They're there to make money, and that's why they you know went and got. They don't care about our opinions. No, they what? don't. <laughs> they oh have they uh, here. No, so, they don't. Surprise! <laughs> they're my friends. Hold on. Here's the great thing, right? <laughs> Nobody that does is in the entertainment business cares about people's opinions. Because if that was the case, there would be a lot less Sharknados in the world. The very first Sharknado is an objectively horrible film with bad effects. There are six, seven of them. There are so many because people don't care about the the fucking opinions of people. They care about, oh, hey, like Sharknado, that didn't cost us a lot of money and we made a lot of money. Because people yeah. went out and watched this thing and said it was horrible. We don't care what, what they did, did after it? they watched it. Again. <laughs> like they watched it. That's it. That's all we that's all we care about. Because that makes money. So, like uh, uh, I was about to say something real nasty, but I don't want to get the <laughs> I don't want to get the Marvel fans on my ass. Go ahead. I like I mean look. <sighs> all right. Trouble can... under this you know, or whatever. <laughs> um, <laughs> Marvel would kill for the CGI that that was in shock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, I, I'm not. I I don't disagree. Like, it's not the CGI has not been good Kill since for us. you know Endgame. You know, like it's very clear. They're, 
there's a definitive decline decline in quality there. <laughs> yeah, and Thanks. even then, like Black Panther's fight scene had pretty bad PlayStation Two graphics. Yeah, uh, you know, but like, like we haven't progressed past. We haven't progressed past Neo spinning on the pole, kicking all the agents in the face yet. No, like that's that's no, it's, it's still not. that all still looks the same to me. Yeah, no, it, largely because it is. It's just now in high def. Um, cool. And 4K, like <clears throat> that makes the good CGI look really good, but makes the bad CGI look really bad. <sighs> um, but yeah, like they just don't. I, I mean, like, like, I, I, like, like, John, you can chime in on this, but there's a lot of bad role players who do a lot of good numbers on, in No Pixel. You know, the, the premier. I wouldn't uh, see, you'd you be negative. I wouldn't say there's a lot of bad role players who get a lot of numbers. There's a lot of good shooters <laughs> on a role play server getting a lot of numbers. There's a lot of yeah, good to, FPS. Tomato, players. tomato, you know, like tomato, half a dozen. Tomato, uh, <laughs> yeah, no, there's a lot of people who are doing not role play on a role play server that bring make the role so much play money. server a lot of money. Like, good for them. You know, yeah, so the, the so the ser- the server don't care. Yeah, they no, sure no, shit no, no, don't care. No, 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 no. In fact, they might encourage it a little bit by not not publicly, but they will put in things they will develop things for the server that help those type of role players. No, so, no, no. Not that what? No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, certainly not. Um and look, like it there are objectively good role players on that server. It's a, it like much like in WWE terms, there's a lot of objectively good wrestlers in WWE. They're just for a long time they were in a bad situation because there was no competition and now some of them left to go to AEW where they are thriving and some are not. Just ble- just bleeding every week. <laughs> yeah. Well, I said good wrestlers. I didn't I the ble- the one that bleeds he every won- week. He hey listen, he won wrestler of the year. Uh, yeah, sure. the, same people who, the same people who voted WWE as the worst promotion in the same year where NWA and Control Your Narrative is, existed. Yeah, okay. Like, dog, yeah. their entire thing. Their top two acts left before the second show because they went back to WWE. I, how can there not be a worse promotion than that? Like, like I'm hope, like I'm hoping, like Meltzer just like doesn't acknowledge it. Oh no, like, he, like in this he, case. He well the thing is is he are, so Tony Khan won best promoter and best booker of the year. Normally, they will the observer they'll just post the results and that's it no comments. Yeah. Meltzer disagreed with the voters so much that he made a comment of like, "Hey, sure, Triple H did not have sick you know did not take over till July. However, he." has several of the best, hottest acts in wrestling, the best long-term storyline going that picked up when he came over and also made a shit ton, made more money in the six months that he was there than the- Tony Khan did the whole year. Like stock, my, my stock went up, baby. I ain't complaining. <laughs> like, like <laughs> he's like, objectively, he's the guy overseeing all this. And it's like, oh, that, Dave, the fucking like people like, Sami Zayn had was like the best gimmick, or it was voted best gimmick. Uh, yeah, for you know, like, like like the highest out of WWE guys. I don't think he even won. No, did he actually win no, best I, gimmick? Yeah, he he won best gimmick. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, right? I mean, they love him because he was an indie darling prior. Right. And 
and he object and like I don't even know how to call it the best gimmick. It's definitely the best story. Like, he I, was he, he was easily the best. Him him and Ro- like that whole the whole bloodline thing was just easily the, the best, best this year, probably the last five years. You but know? I, like the but to me that's that like I mean it is a gimmick. He's not being himself, but there's also like an element like. I, you know, I I have a different definition of gimmick where I'm just like, oh, Orange Cassidy is the best gimmick, like because that is an absolute, yeah. that's an actual, yeah, that's that's yeah, I 100 percent see that, like something like just turning yourself up to eleven, yeah. versus like, like versus like say Doink the Clown, like yeah, you know, no. like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, right, you're like, oh, you like, know, he was not Doink the Clown when the cameras were off, you know, I, <laughs> well, in in the case of the original Doink, oh, he was oh. very much. He was very much just himself in face paint from every, mm-hmm. you know every story about Matt Bourne. Uh, so it's like uh, I still can't believe the the fun story of how Doink the Clown came to be. And it's like <laughs> Road Warrior Hawk being off his gorge in the locker room. He's like, "Hey, Matt, you should be an evil clown because you look like a clown <laughs> and you're a dick." <laughs> like that's. <laughs> And he's like, All right. <laughs> Apparently, Hawk had a couple of those ideas where it was just like, "Oh, huh? yeah." Well, it's very, like again, like very funny that Hawk, who is infamous for his drug use, and Scott Hall, also infamous for his drug use, came up with some of the best gimmicks for other people. Yeah, it's I'm almost think drugs and alcohol are pretty good for ideas. <laughs> it's... If you remember the, if you remember the late eighties and nineties in WWF and NWA, <laughs> not entirely. There's also some, there's also some sober people throwing out some ideas there that you're just like, oh, oh. yeah, the ding dongs, yeah, <laughs> yeah. The, the same guy that we were just describing as a clown used to come to the ring dressed as a lumberjack and a fucking bear, a bear, big like a, Josh, a bear, love me some big Josh. That's the thing. wrestle. <laughs> Bears do wrestle. Lumberjacks are manly. However, it wasn't even a razzling bear. It was just a, it was just a bear that just pisses and shits itself as it's coming down the aisle. Oh, man, God, big job. There, I got to do a. Sh- I, I need to do short form content. I just need to do like some of the worst gimmicks in like wrestling is like a show like that I'm was, not de- that I'm was not dedicating cannot... a whole show to Big Josh. However, I will talk about Big Josh. <laughs> Say the word because that was like my wheelhouse of like was... like my. Like, as a little kid, like, oh, my God, like, WWF is life was, like, that whole, like, the beginning of, like, the, the occupation era where every guy was, like, a like a contractor of some kind. <laughs> I, fucking it started, re- fucking it, repo, man. Yeah, look, it started with The Undertaker being an undead a mortician. And then they were like, hey, man, he's kind of creepy. What if he's no, undead? It started, like- with, it started with the Big Boss Man. Oh, yeah, 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 you're right, you're right. It did. Yeah, Big Boss Man was first, yeah. And then, and then Dusty was the son <laughs> of a plumber. <laughs> well, he's the American dream. He's the everyman. You know, he's the mm. uh, you know he would do everything for everybody. Uh, he was a delivery <laughs> man. He was one, he was a jack of all trades. Dusty, well, that's my baby. I was fixing your your plumbing and delivering your pizza, baby. That's right, and your mail. <laughs> that's right. Uh, <laughs> so it's very funny though. Today we were talking about like gimmicks and parodies and everything, which brings up my. Uh, one of a question in relation to what we're talking about today. What is your favorite parody movie? Mm. Like, I mean, the obvious ones are like scary movie. Uh, I mean, we were just talking about Tropic Thunder. I think that that's probably like, I don't have, yeah. Like, I feel like Tropic Thunder might be my. I, it's more satire than parody, but it definitely is. I mean, a parody. 
uh, in and of itself. Um, also, big respect to I, Scary Movie Two is my favorite of the Scary Movie franchise. Um, the Scary Movie One's good too, but Scary Movie Two is the one that just stands out among the rest. Um, it's t- like I was like trying to think of like other ones other than like like not another superhero movie, not another teen movie is actually a stellar parody. Um, yeah, I, it doesn't age very well uh, to my knowledge. I, 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 no, nothing I, from the nothing really nothing <laughs> from the early two thousands does. But um, I mean, the whole again, just taking the whole idea of like we're just gonna take all these same ideas and just put them into one movie with Chris Evans and, <laughs> and gonna get laid at prom tonight. At prom tonight. <laughs> so good. Um, you know, I think, I think for me though, Tropic Thunder is probably my favorite uh, parody movie. Toss up between Spaceballs and Men in Tights. <clears throat> I, I was going to, I was going to say Spaceballs. Yeah. yeah I, uh, Mel Brooks is, he's the master. I mean, yeah, he, even Blazing Saddles, like every 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 movie he's done is a parody of all that. <laughs> what do white women name? <laughs> oh boys! Oh fuck! Here comes Mongo. <laughs> that getting oh, that shit. In. Here comes Mongo. <laughs> that that getting fucking put in for uh, in Botchamania is just so good. Like, it's so good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then, fuck that shit! Here comes Mongo. And then he ma- just hey, let's watch Mongo wrestle for uninterrupted for three minutes and see how many times he fucks up. Great talker, incredible talker. That man couldn't wrestle out of his out of he couldn't no. wrestle thin air. No, certainly he can no. beat. That dude's got a uh, that dude's got a wild story too. He really does, and uh, it's a shame. Like you know, uh, everything that's happening to him. Like I mean, it's rough for pro wrestlers. It's rough for NFL retired players. He happens to be both. <laughs> it's yeah. like Jesus Christ. Um, Oh, I was actually talking about the guy that played Mongo. Oh, oh that Mongo guy. <laughs> <Michael>. <laughs> I was talking about Mongo but McMichael. Yes. Yeah, Steve Mongo McMichael is fucked up right now. But yes, but yeah. both of them have very wild stories. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I would say I would say Spaceballs or Naked Gun Two and a Half. Ooh. Not the first one, the second one. Damn! If I was smart, I would have I would have found a way to make that. I should have saved that question for when I talk about Undertaker versus Undertaker because it involves SummerSlam 94. We'll talk about that at some point. In the yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, Naked Gun 2, that's good. Um, would you consider Police... I mean, Police Academy isn't, but also I feel like it is. Like, yeah. But it kind of is. Yeah. Because like they they mm-hmm. made, they did make plenty like like semi you know not semi but serious yeah. movies where it was like you know young cops new on the beat type stuff yeah and this does kind of turn it on its head as a comedy so yeah I'll allow it um, other guys I now that I think about that I feel like the other guys is I mean it play I mean they have the parody <laughs> with the Rock and, and Samuel being the super cops and it's, but it's like <laughs> you know these are just the other guys in the in the film. Uh, <laughs> But it's not quite, but it is. I mean, like, I don't know. Will Ferrell's obsession with his uh, Prius being his car is a detective. <laughs> it's efficient. Uh, we're gonna, we will have sex in that car. Hey, uh, are you dirty, Mike? And are you the boys? No! <laughs> it's a fuzz! 
We will, we will have sex in your car. I always thought that was Rex Ryan. It turns out it was Adam McKay. <laughs> and if it was Rex Ryan, it would have been infinitely funnier. No, Rex Ryan didn't start getting into films until... Uh, what was Adam Sandler and uh, um, Sandberg one? Uh, my Boy? Oh, That's My Boy? That's My oh, Boy. Yeah. That's right. yeah. yeah, that was... Because he goes in there and he's talking about how he likes, like loves Tom Brady. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no. Rex Ryan being Dirty Mike would have been hilarious. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I think it's just the teeth. <laughs> I, incredible teeth. He's got... Roman Reigns' teeth became Rex Ryan's teeth. Like, he's like, he saw Rex Ryan... In 2020, he was like, I need his teeth. You could feed Rex Rex Ryan an apple through a fence. It's unbelievable. (laughs) Uh, Just don't. Just be wearing shoes. I don't know how we talk about Rex Ryan and Tony Atlas in 2020. That's ridiculous. Uh, This this episode also uh, is sponsored by Disowning Feet Fetish Men. All right? (laughs) Feet guys are... uh, we We don't yuck yums here. They are weird for other reasons. <laughs> they, we do kink shame here. We do. We don't. I'm not shaming the kink of somebody having a foot fetish. I am shaming the person behind the fetish because that person is clearly unwell. Uh, <laughs> Wait, hold this on. message is this message is brought to you by the council to restore shame. Restore <laughs> shame. Have some self respect. Yeah. Uh, what what happened to shame? Yeah. Uh, I might have to. That might be become a. a uh, Dorkside merch is just the, just the what macho, shame? macho man reading the news and this is what happened to Shane. <laughs> <laughs> what happened to Shane? Uh, so uh, I asked about parodies because today's episode involves one of my favorite parody characters of all time. In 2008, the wrestler known as Shark Boy in TNA. Not has no relation to Shark Boy and Lava Girl. Um, however, many made that connection. Although he's just he's a shark. Went from being an utter joke of a character to thinking he's Stone Cold Steve Austin, and it took a coma to do that. But in doing so, all of his he, he, all of his st- Stone Cold mannerisms became fish puns. So give me a shell, yeah. Uh, Shark Boy 316 says, I just took a bite out of your ass. Uh, other things. He started doing a stunner. He did a whole Stone Cold impression. Stone Cold himself hated it. Disowned this. He said, fuck this. Why? Because uh, I believe this is right around the time where, like Stone Cold is very still much like like taking himself as if he is the gr- one of the greatest wrestlers of all time, which he was, but he hasn't wrestled for five years at this point. And I think he was just still in that post- He's short from retirement of, I could still be, I should still be going. Like, I'll get should, back in that ring. <laughs> no, he wouldn't. But he, he's like, if I fall <laughs> on my ass, I'm like, well, yeah, brother, if I fall on my ass, I'm dead. Uh, and then come <laughs> to find out, he, he just did it a whole bunch of times anyways. Um, but there is also a character by the name of Curry Man. And if you don't know who Curry Man is, he's hot, he's spicy, he's Curry Man. Uh, Chris Daniels lost, or... or in a feast, we talked about feast for fired earlier, uh, or you know, last year, the very first one. He ended mm. up getting fired because his briefcase had the had the fired one in it. Uh, but they obviously like Chris Daniels, and he just needed a break as Chris Daniels, so he donned his you know gimmick from Japan of Curry Man. Is a man with a curry dish on his on his head, uh, and he's hot and he's spicy. Well, and people time, say things like, and people say things like, I can't believe Christopher Daniels never really made it. 
Uh, true, this is true. Uh, but they found themselves in the middle, the, the apex of a, of a storyline that TNA had been telling for several months of Team 3D, otherwise more commonly known as the Dudley Boys, Brother Ray, Brother Devon, and their war against the X Division. They lost a match the previous month that said that they'd have to, they lost a match, and in doing so, uh, per the stipulation of the match, they had to weigh in before every match. And if they weighed more than 275 pounds, they were fired. This is the la- this is the apex of that storyline. At te- Destination X, it is a fish market street fight match between Shark Boy and and Curry Man against Team 3D from Destination X 2008. I decided this was pretty good for the both of you because I felt like Impact Wrestling was a uh, 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 you know, is in the blinders. You never it, it, it existed. That was, I, I definitely never heard of any of this. I've only seen the important things. I don't well, feel as if this is one of those things well, that we would consider important. I disagree. This is this is uh, this is very incredible. Into the lore of of Team 3D and TNA. I again, I was a TNA guy. I really liked it. Watching watch this live, it was everything I thought it could be. When you tell me it's a fish market street fight match. Involving Team 3D, Shark Boy, and Curry Man. <laughs> expectations are high. <laughs> who do you think wins? Uh, Chet, who's your prediction? Team 3D or the team of Shark Boy and Curry Man? Was Vince Russo working there at the time? I don't think so. Ugh, then it's Shark Boy and Curry Man. <laughs> Johnner? I don't think anyone wins. <laughs> I think I think they all lost in that scenario. Yeah, <laughs> I think they all, all four of them walked away losers. There was an official winner, but maybe maybe not. Uh, <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. We'll we'll see if you want to continue on with that thought that everyone walked away a loser. Uh, we're gonna watch that. We'll be right back here on the Dork Side of the Ring podcast. Hey everybody, taking a break just to tell you a little bit about what you get from support.grum.tv. It is the Patreon. It'll take you right to my Patreon where you can get this episode. You got this episode Thursday night. Thursday night. You got a whole four, five days, five days, three days, four days, four days, four days ahead of time. Got it all in video and everything. You also got to see, before it went live on YouTube, the AEW Revolution 2023 preview. You also got to see a little bit of what we've got coming down the line for the month of March as well. That's going up. That went up this past weekend, or if it has not, it's going up soon. You also get next week's episode early and ad for early ad free. It's always ad free. Uh, I mean, this is technically an ad, but you get it early uh, and uh, so much more. You also the watch along from episode 68, the <laughs> choppy choppy PP segment story with Val Venus and Kai and Tai. All is up there. Right now at support.grum.tv Go there. For as low as a dollar you get benefits. You get behind the scenes stuff. You get scripts. You get to see what I'm working on. All the good kind of stuff that your that your grum loving heart could desire. All that on support.grum.tv Now let's get back to the episode. We're back on the dark side of the ring. First impressions, Chet with the first ever fish market street fight match. You know, out of all the old fashioned fish market brawls that I've seen, 
This is for sure the, the second greatest one I've ever seen. Second, which one was the first? Uh, it was Jack Johnson versus uh, John L. Sullivan in 1906. That was a pretty good one. That was like the fifth I, one, right? I, 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 I got the yeah. That was that was the one that really put it on the map. It also broke Jack Johnson on a national scale. <laughs> but no, that was the that was the worst fucking thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> 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 from the from the moment you told me what was going on, I was like, oh god, please just let it be short. <laughs> no, that was uh, I <laughs> twenty three minutes. Twenty three minutes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, thank, I... thankfully, thankfully, it just went it went quick. <laughs> I hate yeah, every you? I hate every wrestling match gimmick where it's just basically a hardcore or extreme rules match, but they're like, but it's here or you know it's Boston Street Fight. The mm. only difference of that in a regular street fight, it's in Boston. Mm. But I, I I just just call it what it is. I hate. Uh, it's a, it's a, this match. <laughs> this match. It wasn't even a fish market. They had a three stand of fish. <laughs> And well, then, like, a fishing pole, an oar, and a net. Like, here's the thing. Multiple nets, but yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. Match-wise, it was... The wrestling was wrestling. I think yeah. uh, it was good. I, I, don't, I don't... I think um, not enough of it kind of, like, uh, synergized to the ending. Mm. It, you know, caught me off guard because it just kind of happens. Yeah. Like, there was no build-up to it. But... Uh, I did fucking hate the fish stuff. I I, I hate it. I hate <laughs> I hate fish. You know, you know, Let it be known. Johnner hates fish. Johnner hates fish. Johnner, not a pescatarian. <laughs> no, don't don't invite Johnner to Long John Silver. Don't. I, I'll burn that plate. You not even. No, no, no. Good thing there won't Silver's. be anyone inside. But there's a secret cabal keeping those places open, and I think. That's the thread that that if we discover who are these people, we also discover who's head of the Illuminati. Oh, that's true. That's true. Long John Silver is just a front for uh, top secret organizations. Them and Mattress Firm. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, like, the people who use Long John Silver's, also somebody, the the mattress. Small, small regional bowling leagues in the Illuminati. That's, that's it. <laughs> Hell yeah, brother! I did a two seventy five. We won our we won our match today. Let's go along. Let's go to LSJ. <laughs> let's see if they got the fresh hush puppies today. Cause I hate when they're sitting around for a while. Let's go to LJS for some uh, post post match victory. Yeah, hell yeah, brother! Oh yeah, like, brother! I, like man, and there's somebody that seems like I hate when he scores the highest. He always picks Long John Silver's. Like for once, I would like to go to, like Ruby Tuesdays. So, like, hey man, we're going to Waffle House after. We'll meet you over there. Nah, man, LJS. <laughs> I'm getting me the flounder today. I'm eating good. <laughs> like, can't, you, can't you just get that at the frozen food? And ah, it's fresh. Are it's you not sure? The same. <laughs> Sure, it's fresh. Not the same. They Frozen say it's fresh. fresh. <laughs> uh, speaking of fish places, uh, when I was like <laughs> 17 turning 18, I got like my first real job. Yeah. And the guy that I was working with, just just a gross human being. They cleaned out his desk after he passed, unfortunately. Hmm. And his drawer had so many soups in it that it sounded like a, like a Coke machine. So we're driving. It's my first day. I'm like I'm trying to just get a feel for what's going on here. <clears throat> and this guy looks at me and he says... You know, for my money, Arthur Treacher's or Treacher's, whatever you want to call—I don't know how it's pronounced. For my money, Arthur Treacher's is the best fast 
fast fish money can buy. <laughs> Guess where we stop for lunch that time? <laughs> Long John Silver. My, no, Arthur <laughs> Treacher's. He's like, that's the best money can first buy. Time, first time ever hearing of the place. It's my first day on a new job. And he's looking at me like, what, you don't want nothing? You don't want a nice set of a... Uh, of uh, New- North Jersey fish and chips from a fake British chippy? <laughs> no, I'm good, man. I'm you good. think it's too good? You don't want the scallions from here? No. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> I was expecting the story to be like, yeah, so this is the best fast. And then he's like, I can't afford that. We're <laughs> in the long gone no. silver. Grum, that sentence has haunted me since 2004. <laughs> I think about that sentence no less than twice a week. Oh, no. It's up there with John Taffer screaming in that lady's face. Do you want to be a pirate or do you want to make money? Just these things that just click through my head all day, all week. My fucking brain is broken, dude. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, for, best bang for your buck, fast, fast, fast fish. 18 <laughs> years ago. 18 years ago. That happened. There are, there are high schoolers. There are college freshmen that did that. Like, that's why I totally don't know get, they like, live like, in a post post Arthur like, Treasure. <laughs> like I get it, like when guys walk around with like the Vietnam veteran hats and like think that's all they can think about. Like that's that's my personal Vietnam. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if you should compare yourself to Vietnam. <laughs> no, it's okay. My brother's a veteran. <laughs> I'm imagining you walking in the park in a couple of years, much like Vietnam war vets do nowadays with their hats, but yours is like eight Arthur Stretchers in 2004. <laughs> I survived Arthur Stretchers June 04. <laughs> Union City, New Jersey. All I got was dysentery in this t shirt. <laughs> These kids today, all they want is their damn participation trophies. I was there. <laughs> Yeah, Uncle Chet is, you know, telling telling many, the grand nephews, <laughs> great Uncle Chet telling the grand nephews, don't eat at Arthur Treacher's. If everyone ever tells you that Arthur Treacher's is your best bank, run from them. Call the cops I, on them. I remember when we lived in precedented times. <laughs> Certain times. Do not let Uncle Chet watch the kids. They, <laughs> hey, they always, you guys come, back, they always oh. come back haunted from the fish. <laughs> hey, you guys know what a bottle rocket does? <laughs> Honey, we gotta stop bet- leaving the kids with your uncle Chet. Why? I He's great. I, look, I turned out fine. Sure, you turned out fine, but I don't want our kids to turn out like you. I want them to do better. I bet you if we take the stick off and leave it in that basket of Arthur treasures, it'll go boom. <laughs> <laughs> but but uh, but back to the match. Um, <laughs> yeah, back to the am- match. Oh, there's a match. Have, the amount of fish puns. That oh. Don West and Mike today squeezed in there, and when he called, when Don West hit that Boston Crab one, he was <laughs> so proud of himself. He's like, "Oh, I know this he, one. I know what a Boston you know, Crab is." It's, it's, it's the fucking Ken Griffey Jr. fucking gift. Out of the park. He knew he peaked right there. Yeah. <laughs> like he was cackling before he, he's like, <laughs> "You know what? You know what, Mike? <laughs> I'm putting this on all my future job applications." <laughs> Shark boys in a Boston Crab. <laughs> <laughs> not even in the they both were they both they both were trying to not go so hard with it and then Mike no, yeah, like, I'll were. say I'll say it holy mackerel <laughs> <laughs> um, it's so good it's so bad it's so good 
the best part. Uh, there was multiple. Like this is, this is comedy wrestling at at at, at its finest. Like it. it Most starts- of the, I, I think. How is it that Shark Boy was the furthest one from the fish the entire match? <laughs> well, Bubba and and and, and what's his face was the only ones who were actually using the whole stand. Well, yeah, I need the guy. I need the guy that's dressed up as a shark to take a bite out of the fish. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing. Hold on. So, so that's because he's the worst worker of the four. Oh, and, 100%. Uh, and Bubba and probably Devon didn't want to do anything with the fish. Like he didn't want to take some of those bumps. Bubba was in. Bubba was tongue tongue. He was he was kind of lingering the, the the fish. Oh yeah. He, <laughs> he definitely suggested the match. He was like, "Hold on, this guy's dressed like a shark, right?" <laughs> fish market. Devon, Devon before the match was like, "I'm not fucking selling. I'm not taking a fucking bump. I'm not doing any of this fucking shit." And Bubba was like, "I will eat a fish on live TV. I will stick my tongue down its fucking throat." <laughs> The fact Devon's that- like Devon's like you got to stick me with this shit bag the entire match, <laughs> and I'm expected to fu- uh, no 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 no. Well, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, I have like that was, what if what if that was like the 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 road the agent comes up to him. All right, all right, guys, what do you guys want to do? And Devon and Bubba are like, well, I don't want to. Neither of us wants to work with. I don't want to work with Shark Boy. He's he's the drizzling shits, brother. And it's like, well, one of you has to. It's a tag match. Oh yeah, all right. They rock, they rock, paper, scissors. It's like, like, all right, well, well, I was like, well, I want to eat a fish. Well, I got, you got to do something here. Yeah, like, 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 shark he's like, look, 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 you can take, but he goes, I'll take, Devon's like, I'll take Shark Boy. You do the fish bumps. And Doug was like, fuck it. Why not? Like, <laughs> <laughs> because, like, he gets to work. He's like, all right, cool. Yeah, I worked with Christopher Daniels, who is a good worker. Oh, he's uh, a great worker. Uh, but also, like, there's so there's it's so like, much in this. First, the 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 pre match pro like package where they're breaking down like what they eat. <laughs> like, we got fudge. Because <laughs> like, <laughs> the whole time, like, that I was said, definitely they, the best part. They had to stay under two seventy five. If they weighed over two seventy five, they would be fired. This was the last match they had to do it, and uh, so they're dieting for it. They're making sure they they make it. And like, Bubba's like, if I can't eat my chocolate cake, you can't have your ribs. <laughs> like, it would definitely not be seventy-five. That's, oh hell no, that's 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 no, no. Devon's right arm was uh, two <laughs> two fifteen. All right, like his, his traps were. <laughs> they were, they were two twenty minimum. If I didn't see the shine of the lights off of Devon's necklace, I would have thought it was painted on. There was no <laughs> space between his neck and there was zero. It just well, I think he had he left it on one day and, and he just forgot it started growing around it like a tree. <laughs> <laughs> it won't come off. Uh, yeah, Devon ridic- his from his upper chest up just look like a freak of nature like definitely some steroids definitely just eating raw meat De- but he did have a little bit of a belly on him but look, he was definitely- look that was that was that was peak jeff hardy and kurt angle they were not drug tested <laughs> oh heavens no 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 and then bubba was f- chunky uh, he's, he's fat uh that is that I be- like oh yeah definitely well until he got he got well, after, but from at that point, when he got, yeah, yeah. The, when he got into the bully Ray thing shortly after, it was like when he like actually was like, oh, I could like li- these these weights are from lifting, huh? <laughs> I don't have to oh, eat them. Oh wait, if I lift more weights, my paycheck goes up. Interesting. Huh. Let's, 
<laughs> like, interesting. Mm. Uh, and then that was just funny because then he'd be like tagging the rock, being like, What are your calves looking like? <laughs> like, like, I get like, you're that'd be like texting your old co worker that you haven't talked, you haven't like seen in years. You're like, Hey man, how are my calves looking? <laughs> like, yeah, remember that time? Uh, remember that, that one spot time we did? <laughs> like, oh yeah, yeah, we did. I think you did. <laughs> Who? Who are you? You were nice. You were nice to me when I was a kid. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> now don't ever, don't ever no, send no, me this no, message no. again. <laughs> uh, and then the rock's just like, hell yeah, brother, love to see you working out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Please lose my number. <laughs> I don't want to be reminded that I was a wrestler. Uh, <laughs> But I'll keep doing my wrestling mannerisms, obviously. But I won't want to. I'm kind of trying to, you know, be a tooth fairy here. Can you? Not? <laughs> Listen, I will wear old British khaki T-shirts in every movie <laughs> and pretend like I'm a wrestler, but never acknowledge that I'm a wrestler. <laughs> no, that never. TV show about Young Rock—that's actually all fake. <laughs> Dog, the fact that season two, they the Rock just said has been phoning it in. He just tries really hard and then he's phoning in, which I I almost respect a bit. Yeah, you know? dude, listen, the check still clears. That's very <laughs> that's very that's very carny of him. Like that the wrestler is still strong. Oh, it's in his him. it's in his blood. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's like young rock, we're gonna make sure everything looks pretty damn good. And I'll even get Cindy I'll I'll even get Becky Lynch to be Cindy Lauper. Hell yeah. Season two random black guy who isn't actually a wrestler he's just there chad frost <laughs> chad frost <laughs> i remember seeing the clip of like i'm like dog who the fuck is that supposed to be the closest is i can think of is that's a really bad ahmed johnson with all that denim <laughs> <laughs> but it's just a way to double bury Shawn michaels <laughs> for being a piece of shit to him yeah it's like, yeah, who's a piece of shit to me? We're not, and we're Chad not even going to acknowledge him. We're going to make him a black guy, and now you got to Google what the fuck Chad Frost stands for. Yeah, right. Like that thing is like, ah, man, I, I can't, make, I can't, I can't talk about how bad a bad guy Shawn Michaels was. He's 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 reborn. Meanwhile, again. Re, meanwhile, Shawn Michaels, I was a dick, man. I fucking sucked. Man, I was like, an absolute piece of shit to everybody. <laughs> like I, I fucking, I was not okay, and I fucking. I was horrible. Yeah. Like, yeah, God, God punished me. Look at my eye now. <laughs> it's like, well, mm, mm, he's not going to punish you yet. Uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> like, that's just genetics and pro wrestling, brother. Like, uh, yeah. Uh, have I, John? You ever hear the story of how uh, Shawn Michaels uh, was seeing another wrestler's like girlfriend, like longtime girlfriend, like high school sweetheart? And then had Kevin Nash stand outside the locker room to, to tell him that neither <laughs> Shawn Michaels or or his longtime girlfriend were in there canoodling. <laughs> and you just hear bang, 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 bang. Meanwhile, <laughs> seven foot Kevin Nash telling a five six Chris Candido, "Sorry, Chris, Shawn's not here, and neither is Sonny." Meanwhile, you can definitely hear <laughs> Kevin's like, "I felt bad for lying to the guy, but you know." Sean was the top guy. It's like, what the yeah, fuck? Sorry, brother. Um, although Kevin Nash finding out that uh, when Pillman passed away, that neither Triple H or HBK like came out and did the uh, for the uh, ten bell salute. Yeah, like he was like, dog, what? That's fucked up. And it's like, dude, those are your friends. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, you, buddy, <laughs> buddy, company you keep. Yeah. <laughs> like, I know, <laughs> I know they're both somewhat different people than they were back then, but like. How did you not know about that? <laughs> like, 
Jesus Christ. Uh, Jotter, what was this? What was the spot of the night or the spot of the match for you? Um, I mean, I guess when uh, Bubber 3D Devon, I you know, mm-hmm. it's pretty good at, at the end because <laughs> it ended. <laughs> it was done. Uh, Chet, what about you? The powder spot that led to that 3D <laughs> that led to the end. I have never like it was a lot of powder in the man's hand. Not a drop on his intended target. Either intended target, yeah, the say. actual target, or the guy like you know in the work of it. He was supposed just to paint it in air. Fucking completely missed. Not, not a bit. Not a not a not an ounce of it. Uh, my favorite was the fishing spot when Curryman takes the fishing pole. Puts a, a ding dong on the and if you don't know like it's a t- tasty cake ding dong, not like a ding dong the wrestler or a ding dong like a dildo. Um, puts it on a fishing hook and then he's he's drawing in uh, brother Ray Bubba Ray with with it and Bubba Ray selling it like that, yeah that he, was he's been he's been on a diet for like two and a half weeks so like <laughs> he can't eat ribs <laughs> he's like oh man I just want that so bad and he's like grabbing it and doing the fish wiggle on the yeah, steps. Yeah. Okay, that was that was really good. I Which, I kind of forgot about the fact that Bubba Ray is the only one who actually cared about this match. Yeah, oh, he said Cause, it because <laughs> I, I know I, I think Johnner went through the same exact thing I went through, where it was like as quickly as the information comes in, I'm trying to delete like <laughs> oh, things ago. You know why that can't, I, I disagree with you, Grum, for that being the best spot? Why they ruined the whole thing? They cut away. Oh yeah, 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 you're right. Oh yeah, yeah. Kevin Kevin Dunn's spirit was strong with that production that night, and they were like, "We're gonna go to Devon being uh, slammed into oh. the, into the barricade because they're just half-assed throwing punches and have to do something." To- oh. <laughs> I've never seen a, a more shitty worker than Shark Boy on like a national broadcast. He like he's like he he looks like Johnny Gargano, right? Like if you yeah. look at Johnny Gargano, you're like, oh, that's Shark Boy. That's Shark Boy. But like at least yeah. Johnny Gargano actually wrestles pretty goddamn good. Shark Boy couldn't throw <laughs> a hand, can't throw a right hand, couldn't throw a kick. He the fucking neck breaker he tried on, he just he could have just you severed his entire <laughs> Like yeah. I said, it looked it looked like Rick Rude trying to break a jobber's neck in nineteen eighty eight. That was like, dog shit. Like, that's one of those, like, you get to the back, you got to have a talk. Be like, yo, man, what the fuck was that? Couldn't like, you're hold, supposed to, supposed to roll fish, your shoulder a little bit here. The fish were too heavy for him. Like, like, he, <laughs> he, like late in the match, he he's trying to climb up the, the, you know, Team 3D, they have their spot, the what's up, and they headbutt into the dick. And they count, you know, fish, Curry Man rolls, counters uh, Bubba, and he takes a fish to the dick. But, like... Shark Boy couldn't had to get to the middle the second rope and he was like struggling because he needed two hands to hold it. Like that, like you are a professional wrestler. It is at most a 20 pound fish. You can't he was hold that in to one the sky, hand dragging the fish on the ground like <laughs> like a kid pulling over the- <laughs> I'm Damn, leaving. I can't hold it. I'm, I'm gonna get this. I I can do it. I can Daddy do it. I can't hold it. I don't need help. <laughs> Um, I, I also, what really stood out was during Curry Man's entrance, the one guy who was having the most fun I've ever seen anybody have at a wrestling match. Oh, he loved <laughs> ecstasy. Oh, he was, oh, so he was on ecstasy. <laughs> he said, I love Curry Man. Yeah. And Curry, <laughs> he's like, and he's like, <laughs> he's dancing with him. 
He's so good. He was he was very happy to see Kareem. And like to the point where the cameras they had to get a cameraman to get a close shot on that row so they can get that guy up close. Hilarious. There was a moment in the beginning where they were going through the crowd and they showed the two women with the ponchos <laughs> doing the hand gestures. I didn't know what those hand gestures meant. <laughs> and now that I know, because they're just referencing Shark Boy just copying oh, and doing yeah, the, no, the, the always doing the no, no no not that where like they had like like no they were doing like the curry man yeah oh they were doing the curry no no put your hand in the seat and just shake it up and down in front of your face i did not know what they were doing i have to find that i'll have to watch that back because i missed that but that it's very in the beginning they're just two women in the ponchos and they're just i'm like what are you Jesus this is for Christ. kids. Like, like I no, said, it I, wasn't. I, I, <laughs> that was the beginning of that match, and I was already trying to delete what was going on in my brain. Uh, uh, Bubba Just Ray, like fighting the the way, like this is unfair. We're not fat. These women in Richmond, Virginia, are fat. It's like that's a smart play. Target the women. Yeah. Uh, and then it was Bubba, like, Bubba loves loves trying to get their like eighties heel heat. It's like Jesus Christ, we're still he, doing this. Like he loved that it. was <laughs> at like, that time, yeah. Like, yeah, I mean, in the nineties, he had bingo. That, halls, that those you know. promos, those promos that he was cutting in ECW were vicious. They are brutal, like, like le- legit challenging people to come up and like fight him about it too. Yeah, I, who, I, who, was it? Who's the right? Was it? Xavier Woods telling the story. Somebody, uh, somebody, somebody from like the Atlanta area was talking about the time that they went to an East that their parent took them to an ECW show, not knowing that it's not like other wrestling. And Bubba like getting on the microphone and like being Bubba like, Ray Dudley, like absolutely motherfucking yeah, the crowd. Yeah, and. And that me, was like the lightest <laughs> language he used. And her, their parent being in fucking horror. That their kid watches this. Meanwhile, it was their first ever ECW show. Their parent, whoever the parent was, like their mom, I think it was mom or maybe aunt, took them because it was wrestling. And they yeah. knew that he loved wrestling. So he'd never seen ECW. So he goes there and, and fucking Bubba Ray is calling everybody motherfuckers and begging people to come in so that he could whoop their fucking ass. Like, good lord. I love- All wrestling's bad at that point. Yeah, right? Like, uh, again... Joe Gertner, one of my favorite like acts to never see television because him just continuously rhyming that he just fucked women in in the town that they are like talking yeah. about like oh we're in Orlando <laughs> you know like she made my Mickey Mouse cream <laughs> like, well I you know took her down the screen you know yeah Gertner. he was he was he was the prototype of that she blank on my blank till I blank <laughs> Afro man stuff right there yeah. but but. Like it was entertaining because it's like this guy is not an attractive looking guy, but he's the oh, he's big fat zone in neck brace, <laughs> uh, a feathered neck brace, <laughs> and just and, calling and, himself and, the and quintessential a, stud muffin in a sport coat and no shirt, <laughs> just absolute degenerate looking. Like, <laughs> like this man. I want to see if I can find like Joel Gertner, uh, <laughs> like quotes, like transcriptions. Uh, wait, hold on. Uh, the man who drove Beulah McGillay home. Where is it? Uh, uh, well, well, well. Put those floppy disks away because here comes the man with the biggest hard drive in professional wrestling. Joel, I've got more RAM than you can handle. Gertner. 
what a what a what a what a niche. <laughs> like, uh, Joel, I can't have your pudding if you don't eat your. You can't have your pudding if you can't eat your meat, Gertner. <laughs> the man who is so big he can't help from hurting her, Gertner. Uh, okay, uh, the late nineties. Joel, I don't know if you guys are old enough. The late nineties were just. I was. Yeah, like, I'm, I'm old enough. I mean, I'm old enough. I was to there. Remember the, I was okay, there. Uh, yeah, okay, I just. I don't. Yeah, I, I was there. Had an idea. <laughs> Sorry, an idea. Joel. <laughs> those are those. Those were what we're going to refer to as precedented and certain times. Uh, Joel, bigger and better than the t- Titanic because only 400 women went down on the Titanic. Gertner. Uh, Joel, put your lipstick on my dipstick. Gertner. Uh, Ours. Like, yeah, there's there we. The man who drove Bill McGillicuddy into the mat so hard she didn't know whether to urinate, defecate, or ejaculate. I present to you Bubba Ray Dudley. Oh, here's here's a good one. The girls like to call me Fred Flintstone because they love the way I make their bedrock. That's a good one. That's a that's okay. solid. That was used in a in a song. Yeah, in a couple years ago. When I think he's original. Holy shit. I've busted more nuts than a peanut factory. Nice. I'm going to read this one before I say it out loud because I want to make sure. uh, Okay. The quintessential stud muffin, the man whose wit is more tongue-in-cheek than a lesbian orgy, Joel, the man whose phone number is on your girlfriend's speed dialer because she loves the way I 69-er, Gertner. Oh, that was... Christ. That's a lot. (laughs) Mm. (laughs) It's a lot. Uh, Yeah, just... Absolute, like, Jesus Christ. Um, known as your daddy in 50 states, Gertner. Jesus. All right. It is I, the quintessential stud muffin. Joel, this girl I wanted to see, wanted I know wanted to see the show, live here in Connecticut. So I told her to bend over and I'd show her where to stick it. For 45 minutes, she proceeded to tease and please and lick it. But when it was all said and done, you know I made her buy a ticket. Gertner. You really, I mean, look, that's a... There's an OJ one. <laughs> I'm not saying... The, hard pass. Hard pass on the OJ one. <laughs> um, the lyrical miracle, the sexual inte- inte- intellectual. Uh, yeah. Fucking Eminem ass, right? I'm out of here. <laughs> yeah, no, they were they were like Joel Gertner was uh, like in terms of like ECW. Like I said, greatest acts, one of my favorite, I should say, to never make TV because almost every act makes TV. So the fact that he he kind of wins it by default. Uh, like, hell, the BWO made it to national television. Like, talk about fucking parodies. You know, as great as, as, great as Paul Heyman is, <laughs> like, there's no denying the greatness of Paul Heyman. But there were some points where you look at look back and just go, oh, he was just flinging shit out of walls. He was sticks. Yeah, because he was fucking broke. Like, it's yeah. like something make me money, please. Uh, he he would he would have run Curry Man and Shark Boy versus the Dudleys <laughs> in an old fashioned fish market brawl in Vir- in Richmond, Virginia, known shore area, Richmond, Virginia. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, have that in like you know Boston, or have it in like no, no, Seattle, no. like Florida. Have- Florida, where you're from. You know, like. 
Hell, that, that, might as well, you know, Richmond, Virginia, might as well have had it in fucking Fargo, North Dakota. Like, mm-hmm. You expect them to, like, plan out where they're going to be at when they come up with these? Like, No, no. No, not at all. no in, t- in TNA, absolutely not. There is a zero plan. It's fun to hear, like, Jeff Jarrett talk about, like, this time in uh, TNA because he's, like, looking at it back in hindsight. But then he's also like, I thought it was good. And then Conrad's like, I mean, Suck, you sure, about? <laughs> sure. Let's go with that. <laughs> but then he's also like, yeah, but I, watching it now, I don't know what we were thinking. Yes, I mean, I don't want to, you know, joke out about addictions, but it's like, were you drink? How hard were you drinking then, Bubba? Because this was not good. <laughs> yeah, no, he was. Uh, yeah, Jeff Jarrett been like he's obviously clean now, and uh, that's I think, uh, that's awesome good, for you know yeah. like. And uh, he, it, but it's also like this is like on the cusp of like TNA becoming really fun. Like there was a point in TNA, TNA two thousand and nine is where AEW like twenty twenty one was, where everybody's like, wait a second, this is pretty fucking good. Hold on, like there's a lot of really good talent in here. These storylines are pretty good. All right, like, and then they're like, Dixie Carter's like, fuck Jeff Jarrett, give me Hulk Hogan. Yeah. Like, and we're going to a four-sided ring. Uh, you know the one thing that made us different from everybody. Yeah, like get rid, of, what, get rid of the get rid of everything that made us feel unique. Like Jeff Jarrett's like, we just be an alternative. Like we don't have to compete. And Dixie's like, no, 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 we no, no. we're going to compete. Like we, yeah. and it's like Jesus fucking. Because she had Russo to be on TV. It's because she had Russo in there being like, bro, you got to listen to me, bro. <laughs> well, I invent this stall called bro. <laughs> Here it's so wild because it's like at that point Jeff Jarrett, who is like who was pretty good friends with Vince Russo, was like, "No, Vince, like you're wrong. Like this is not the direction we need to go in." Everybody agrees you're wrong. Yeah, and then they bring in Hulk Hogan, who at the time was still suing Vince Russo for for defamation and oh yeah for the Bash of the Beach for the Bash of the Beach, (laughs) and they're like. He's like, you know, we got to compete with WWE. And Dixie's like, yeah, let's get Hulk Hogan. He goes, wait, 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 wait. Let's not go there. She goes, no, yeah, Hulk Hogan and Eric Bischoff. Well, Hulk Hogan. And as the story goes, Hulk wasn't going to go unless Bischoff came with him. Because of course. He, I mean, he, didn't, he didn't trust anybody but Eric Bischoff at that time. And rightfully so. Rightfully so. I mean, Vince did him wrong. Russo, Vince McMahon chose WWE over, you know, so he him, yeah, you know, rightfully again, rightfully so. How dare, uh, how dare this man choose his company over me, <laughs> son of a bitch! I mean, I helped him make this company. It's like, well, yeah, but you were there for uh, ten years, and then at this point, it's thirty years. Like, are we really like at Listen, this point? We, the time has passed. Your time has passed. You're a warm body. Remember, we tried to fit the ultimate warrior into that spot. <laughs> yeah, we were willing to do that. <laughs> and then when that didn't work, we said we're just going to go with the antithesis: Bret Hart, the guy who yeah, can wrestle. We, and we can do not talk. slander bitter Bret in this household. I'll tell you that right now. Look, Bret Hart, incredible. Bret Hart in '94. There was the best work ever. Some of the oh, roughest yeah. promos, but hell, man, I was, he's like, yeah, let me work with Hakushi. <laughs> like, they're like, he's like, that guy, I want to work with that guy. He doesn't even work for us. Get him. Turns out he's 5'8". Yeah. I don't care. I'll make him work like he's 6'2". And he did. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> meanwhile, Je- meanwhile, we're like, all right, we're, we're going to need some re- WWE in it. Lawler. 
keep being yourself. Let's keep hating Bret Hart. Like, all right, like, yeah. Because it worked when he- when uh, when Heenan hated Hogan. It's like, it, yeah, it did, but yes, not because it was a, not because it was a color commentator hating the face of the company. That's not. That's it, worse. It's because he was Bobby Heenan, <laughs> and it was Hogan. Listen, listen, Jerry, just do what we tell you. <laughs> we need to use your territory, the USWA, to when guys come back from injury or you know when you try out matches. We'll send him down there for you. We'll throw you a bone. We'll throw you Shawn Michaels once. Once in a while. Meanwhile, you have to, you have to book, you're at the book King Mabel. Uh, <laughs> good Lord. Uh, so for the Fish Market Street Fight match, right? Uh, yeah. I think we, we got most of the. Oh, wait. They were using. The fact that they were using the fish like they were um, fucking. Steel chairs. Sledgehammers <laughs> and steel chairs. Uh, Meanwhile, Curry Man was the only one who had a sense to like throw it. Like he's like, yeah. these are checking the crowd. <laughs> uh, like, like, uh, well, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say, and then, uh, Bubba Ray, like, once he started getting like the advantage, just taking the smallest fish and throwing no. it into the crowd. He threw a big one. I he think the first one he threw, he threw yeah. a big one. He fired he was, a fucking, he fired a fucking striper into the crowd. <laughs> And he was throwing the smaller ones, and like we're like, hey, look, the, you know what? Maybe it was old fashioned. These people came prepared with poncho. <laughs> uh, Chet was having a horrible time envisioning himself being in that crowd, though. I know that much. Oh. <laughs> you get hit with some just fish. I mean, that wouldn't bother me. I, 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 I've lived, I've lived, I lived within five miles of the ocean my entire life. With Could fish you man. imagine? Buying tickets to the show, not realizing what's going on, and you're just sitting next to the stands of fish. And the worst part is, knowing <laughs> TNA, they wouldn't have let out any sort of advance notice. No. No, no, they actually gotten, there was, so, I want to say a month before, there was supposed to be a barbed wire match in South Carolina, Greenville, South Carolina, and the commission would not approve of it. So they had to film, the, but the, they knew ahead of time. But just in case that you know they did cha- didn't change their mind, um, you know they they went and recorded it. So they like filmed the match in Orlando, advertised that it was still happening in Greenville, South Carolina. The day of the pay per view, confirmed that it was not being like they weren't getting approved of it. Didn't tell anybody until live during the pay per view when they had like somebody they just had like Jeremy Borash like, you know, hey like. Because the, because uh, the athletic uh, athletic commission won't approve and allow this match, uh, we go we're gonna go live to Orlando to watch the match, and it's like, wait, isn't that the crowd from like three weeks ago? <laughs> like, <laughs> I know that guy. Yeah, and it's like Jesus fucking Christ, it's a fucking mess, and it's just like shoot, you know, two one step forward, two steps back until like two thousand nine, where they started taking two steps forward and no steps back, like with the main event mafia. Um, you know, yeah, which man. people are like, oh, I don't like it. I thought it was great, man. It, was the, it, it made it was, sense. When it was <laughs> the main event mafia versus the front line versus the world elite where they're just like, it's like Eric Young, Doug Williams, and they're just like, fuck you guys and you American scumbags. <laughs> like, like, there's more wrestling than North America, like American wrestling. Like, we are the yeah, best. But and the, the fact like, that we the don't fact <laughs> But the fact that we got Black Snow, <laughs> Booker T, yeah, 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 old Booker T, Black Booker T said the boss agreed with that with that thrust kick. Mean like, Mafia just sounds like a gang name for RP two. It's it, so funny. It's so and it was so good, man. When you're just like, 
Wait, they're, they're, they want to do a mafia bit, and they're just in the main event. They're a bunch of main eventers. Fuck it, just call them the main event mafia. <laughs> like, just lean into the bit a bit. And you're like, this is pretty dope, you know? And then Stat Snyder's afraid of Samoa Joe. Because <laughs> he's fat. <laughs> you got this fat salt bitch. Joe, hey, Scott, calm down. I know, hey. He's fat. <laughs> TNA to me, like TNA was just it was it's just gifts and memes at this point. Well, yeah, because a lot of them. I've I've been told that that Samoa Joe, AJ Styles, Christopher Daniels match is incredible. I'll pass. Look, (laughs) show me a meme. I will show you it at one time, Chet. I will show you it because it is there is a reason why I say that 2005, like where you say 92 is the best year. 2005 to me is the best year in wrestling history because. You have that match. Ring of Honor is going pretty strong. Like Daniel Bryan or Brian Danielson's, you know, is starting to really pick up. Um, yeah, that's Ring when he had the series with like uh, Nigel McGuinness, right? Yeah, I was gonna say. I believe that's when him and Nigel McGuinness had three matches in the course of the year that were really fucking good. Uh, WWE like WrestleMania twenty one is like a top three paper like WrestleMania to me. Yeah. Um, you know, HBK is on on one all fucking year. Kurt Angle's at towards the end of his WWE career, but he's on one. You know, the rise of Cena, Batista. Um, you still have Eddie. You get, you get yeah. the, the Dominic Dominic Mysterio custody. <laughs> it's, like, it's such a bad fucking story, but it's so fucking good because it's Rey Mysterio and Eddie fucking Guerrero. Um, yeah, like you know the match. Where the fuck is Vicky? Where the fuck is Vicky? Orton and, uh, and Undertaker have their feud going on all year. Like it's a really good year, and uh, also that's a year where <laughs> where, the, where, where Vince McMahon tears his quads. <laughs> We're coming down to the <laughs> but but no, like TNA being like a just being kind of remembered as like a bunch of memes is kind of sad because it's just like I really liked it, but I mean that's what happens when your good stuff gets buried by all the fuck ups and bad. there's so like, there's so much bad there. There's so like. Scott Steiner single-handedly kept that company being entertaining because they just let him be Scott Steiner. Like, yeah, I mean, you're gonna tell him though. (laughs) Look, the Steiner promo, the Steiner math promo was incredible, but he was just on one for his entire time there, where he's just like, "I'm gonna say whatever the fuck I want to say." Where he's just like, "When they do the main event mafia taking over Impact for a a week, and he's the ring announcer, and he's like." Coming to you from your local Krispy Kremes, weighing in at uh, three tons, fat brother, fat ass, brother, brother. When he, the clip of him announcing the referees, and he goes, wait a second, they both got, they they both got two first names. (laughs) It's so good. And then Kevin Nash playing it, trying to play it as straight as possible and just breaking every time Scott says something. Like, what he's trying he? to be a legit play-by-play guy. He's like, yeah, this is His name was Chet something, too, right? Chet uh, Lemon. Chet Lemon, yeah. <laughs> here with here with Booker T. Why the fuck are you Chet Lemon? It's, it's hey. Because <laughs> it's, Ke- like, Kevin Nash is a fucking hilarious dude. Um, that is naturally hilarious. Yeah. Uh, so, you were right, by the way, Chet. Uh, Shark Boy and Curry Man did win. Uh, although, would you say that... I'll leave it up for you, Chet. Would you say that Jonathan was also correct in that no one came out of this a winner? No. This just did nothing for nobody's career. This did nothing for the fans. You don't think this, this did something for Johnny Devine? 
Florida's uh, I'm gonna see where, where, where yeah. I wanna see where this fucker is from. I'm gonna say Pensacola. Alright, let's see. He's, oh, no. Quite the opposite. Hmm? Mer uh, Merritt, British Columbia, Canada. Really? Yep. The uh, Florida of Canada. Build from Winnipeg. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's from, no, he's from British Columbia. That's like the California. That's like the same thing. <laughs> trained. Oh my god! Just trained by Bruce and Stu Hart. He's a. He's a fucking no. A no I mean, he's a. Uh, what year? I need I to know what year because he Bruce began, Hart was. Uh, he began Bruce Hart training. was running scams for uh, he, a while there. <laughs> he began training in ninety August ninety seven in the famous oh, yeah, they, Hart Dungeon yeah. under Bruce Hart. Stu and, uh, Bru under Bruce Hart, uh, oh, debuted. Yeah. <laughs> he debuted yeah. facing gorgeous Vinny Vegas, not to be confused with Kevin Nash's <laughs> Vinny, Vinny Vegas. Vinny Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> um, he joined Resurrected Stampede uh, in '99, oh. uh, and then in 2004 he debuted in TNA as part of Team Canada, taking part in the TNA X Cup. That's something. I need to do. I want to do like a series on that because the X Cup was so fucking cool to me. Because they tried like, to, you know, that was like one of the few things where they actually were like, you know what? Remember how the Super Juniors were good in the '90s? Let's try to do that. Yeah, like I mean, now mind you, <laughs> at the very first one they did Team USA, Team Mexico, and Team Canada, and then they're like, what if we just didn't include? What if it was just Team TNA? Like, <laughs> like yeah. we're not because then we get guys like fucking Rod Steele, Bruce Steele, and Frankie Capone. <laughs> Two guys named Steel, Jesus. <laughs> and Frankie Capone. None of those after, three. None of those after, three have after a Wikipedia 2005. Link. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Right. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, all right. So everybody was a loser here, even though. Okay, I'll look. I'll leave it up for you guys. I have my my. I thought I thought it was great, but also, uh, I, I like you said, Chet. This is it's terrible, but also. We love when Brock Lesnar was going to use a, for, a front loader <laughs> wrestling <laughs> head. <laughs> like, Greatest you know, day of my life. The funniest thing I ever seen. <laughs> like, we, like, never had more fun than I did in that moment. You gotta, ha you gotta take the bad with the good. And if that means I get to watch a man drive a tractor front loader into to a ring and lift said ring in front of forty thousand people. I will take as many fish market street fight matches as possible. Oh, way she goes, Ricky. Way she goes. <laughs> way she goes. Uh, Chet, final thoughts on the dork side today. Your final sum summation of the dork side. I understand why TNA has always struggled. Yeah. I mean, obviously, there's a lot of stigma surrounding it, but like, you look at that and you go, huh, the greatest tag team of all time. Getting their asses kicked by a glorified indie worker in a shark costume pretending to be Stone Cold Steve Austin. <laughs> and probably the greatest guy to never be on WWE television. Wearing that fucking, I don't know, a, 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 sort of a bowl of curry? I, I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> a fat paprika head. Uh, oh, yes. <laughs> yes, as, as, as Bubba Ray said, a fat paprika head. Um, I've seen some terrible things in my time. Again, I grew up in the era where everybody had an occupation. I rooted for a man. I rooted for a man who repossessed cars for a living because I thought it was fun. And this, my friends, absolutely worst thing I've ever seen in my life. At least the repo man was a good worker. We knew him as Smash from Demolition. 
fucking Christopher Daniels, I understand now why he was never in WWF. Because they would just go, hey, Chris, send us a tape of what you've been doing lately. And he sends that bullshit over. Oh, but you don't have to go that far, do we? That's why it's funny when people are like, Vince McMahon doesn't like pro wrestlers. And it's like, like he only wants comedy. You know, he wants, dog, Chris, if that's the case, Christopher Daniels would be, like, would be the guy in WWE because he did Curry Man. Like, w- yeah. as soon as they did Curry Man, they'd be like, God damn it, hire him and keep that man. <laughs> But no, that's why it's always like, you know, you can't be like, oh, he was too small. Yes, but he was funny as shit. Is, uh, so was everybody. Yeah. Uh, John, what about you? Sum up your, your appearance today on the dork side of the ring. Uh, if you have dreams and aspirations in life, uh, watch that match and realize what it feels like when your dreams and aspirations just die. Just, just know that, you know. You had, you wanted to be something in life, and that's what you did. <laughs> Made it, Ma, top of the world. I want to be on TV, Ma. I want to be chucking fish at people. Don't call this number again. <laughs> I used to have a son. I've I never had a don't, child. Nope. Don't, don't, don't come home. Don't I've come had home. an abortion once. Mm-hmm. After nine months... Is it too late to get in the, Is it too late for Shark Boy to be aborted? Probably, ma'am. The, ma'am, the baby's in my arms. Oh yeah, I, and also, also I asked question. The fact that the shark did not take a single bite of fish <laughs> that pisses me off to no end. He I, I've I've seen shark bites on dead striper. Look, <laughs> like, well, Bubba Ray Bubba bit the shit out of one. He said, and then immediately needed a, uh, some water to spit the taste out. <laughs> yeah. I can't blame him. No, no, I don't blame him. Uh, also, him terrorizing the entire production desk behind the <laughs> behind T- Mike Tanay and Don West and the guys behind him. The guy had the board and he's like, shit, shit, shit. Don't get, don't get fucking. No, no, no. He was definitely no, no, the no, highlight no, no, of that no, no. match. <laughs> no, 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 no. Oh. Man, uh, <laughs> he was the highlight, but even he can't. MVP, yeah, MVP. As big as he is, he couldn't carry that match. That was just no. look again. The 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 if the camera didn't cut away for the for the payoff of the fishing pole spot, it would have been like they just, used. They, why not use the ore more? They had that ore. Like also, like what? I feel like they used every like fishing thing, but not a fish market thing. Like where's the asshole who's got too much? Uh, too much like shit in, in, in his hand, and he's falling over. They broke <laughs> the budget by just getting those fish stands. You think they're gonna afford yeah. people to actually be there to be fish market people? Yeah, like, I, I, why, I, yeah, need, I need a dude, no, I need a white <laughs> tee, a white, a white uh, apron, a toothpick in his mouth. Like, all right, here's what you want to do. <laughs> Every fish market has that yeah, guy. Yeah, missed opportunity. Where, having <laughs> well, definitely should have been dressed as fishermen when they came out. Missed opportunity. Where, where yeah. was the guy hawking? Bootleg DVDs. Where, yeah. where, where, where is that guy? I want to no go. Got, no one got mugged. Yeah. <laughs> I want a guy out there that looks like the Gordon's fisherman, or at the very <laughs> least, or at the very least, give me the a guy that looks like the guy from the '90s New York Islanders jerseys. <laughs> hey, hey, hey! <laughs> you're, you're about to cross the line. <laughs> I, listen, I'm not going to talk foul about the Islanders of that era. I was a big Pierre Turgeon guy. I don't. I, I'm not a sports guy, but it's in my blood. 
John Chandler's like, I don't, I, I have no affiliation, but for some reason, I'm feeling defensive. They're my team. I'm just saying. I, I was, you, co- you come into my home and disrespect my team. <laughs> I was raised. Uh, being, that's the team to root for. I, what, what do you want from me? Right. Listen, like I said, yeah, I was I a Turgeon and a Brian Burrard guy. <laughs> Look, I understand. I'm I just kidding. don't want the Islanders mixed up with the fish market. That's all. <laughs> don't bring them. There's no need to, to the fish market shit. match. Just no. Leave them alone. Yeah, all right. We can have fun and all, but come on. <laughs> we <laughs> like to make jokes here, but a joke's a joke. But now we're getting into hurtful personal territory. Uh, John, uh, uh, real quick, uh, one last time before uh, we send the people on their way. Uh, tell the people where they can find you. Uh, if you want to be found, anything you'd like to plug, anything you'd like to bring awareness to, the floor is yours. Uh, Twitch.tv slash genre1223. Uh, drink water. Good call. Drink water. I am parched. I probably should drink more water while we're doing this. But I did wake up at like 11. So <laughs> I'm, I'm a, I'm, yeah, like, I'll, I'll be fine. I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll get breakfast in a little bit here. Uh, Chet, what about you? Where? Well, actually, I know this. No one can find Chet. Don't try to find Chet. <laughs> Don't try fi- to find me. Chet finds you. If you find I've... Chet, Chet will find you. At, we'll, we will then find you at the bottom of a river. Uh, but <laughs> if there's anything you would like to uh, plug or bring awareness to, the floor is yours, Chet. Uh, a couple things here, as always. Support women. Support people of color. Support trans trans children. Um, love yourselves. Love each other. Love you guys. Simple as yep. that. Simple yep. as that. Uh, thank you guys for coming on. This was a blast. I I'm glad that this pairing melded together really well and uh, was just the good shit. That good shit. Well, I mean, you got two guys from New Jersey and a guy from Long Island here. What else could you you know? Wait a second. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> you son of a bitch. I'm fucking. <laughs> I've got you like yeah, a even fish people on the from fish New Jersey don't want to be from New Jersey. Come on, Black <laughs> will pay for the crimes that he's committed. Black has done oh, more damage. No, than no, no, you. no. You got to talk to whichever cartographer drew up that map. If that's the right person, <laughs> I need, I need to, I need to hurt, I need to hurt. Whack has hurt me more than any of the big, the biggest haters in the court. Uh, Whack is Whack is the silent assassin. He really is. Are you a Fathin or are you an Aaron boy? As, as Dusty Rhodes would like to say, yeah. uh, but thank if, you guys. By the time you figure out whack hit you, you're already dead. That's <laughs> true. That's true. But thank you guys for coming on. I appreciate it, and I can't wait to get you guys on in the future. Oh, love to have it. Thanks for having us. Thank you, Johner. Thank you, Uncle Chet Ripley. Appreciate you guys uh, for coming on. I appreciate you, Dorkside listeners and Dorkside viewers, for enjoying today's and this week's episode i appreciate it it's in the book episode 80 done episode 81 though that's a fun one so this month is march we're leading up to wrestlemania and i'm gonna have one wrestlemania thing a week every week leading up to wrestlemania i'm talking about topics we're gonna be talking about the uh, some fun stuff i don't want to spoil it in case people are listening because i haven't recorded them just yet but it is going to be fun it is going to be some good stuff I can't wait. I got two recordings coming up. I just got done one yesterday. Got one after. I got one after. It's going to be good stuff coming up. So stick with us. Episode 81 next week will be WrestleMania. Something from WrestleMania's past. I know I got WrestleMania 14. I know I got some WrestleMania uh, 24. Because it's uh, it's the ten, 15 years. 15 years since uh, 
WrestleMania 24. Some good stuff. It'll be a lot of fun. Ultimately, you just got to hit like and subscribe on YouTube. Leave a five-star review. Subscribe as well on Apple Podcasts and Spotify or wherever your podcasts uh, gather to for your listening pleasure. Find us on Twitter and on Instagram at DorksideRing. That's D-O-R-K-S-I-D-E-R-I-N-G. I appreciate it. Also, support.grum.tv is a Patreon. You got this episode early. You get next week's episode early. You can get it all there. Wherever you want it, however you would like it. Early access or exclusive access, like watch-alongs. We did the uh, <laughs> the <laughs> Val Venus Choppy Choppy PP that watch-along. That's up on the, on the uh, Patreon, not the YouTube, on the Patreon as well. Appreciate it, guys. I will see you guys next week, as always. Because you and me, we think alike. We don't take wrestling seriously because wrestling is more... Um, wrestling is seriously better when no one is taking it seriously. There we go. That's the word. <laughs> there we go. I figured it out. I'll see you guys here next week. I am Grum. I will see you guys here next week on the Dork Side of the Ring podcast.